Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, everybody, this is Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. Yeah, you know me. And you're listening to Tom and Zeus on Shout It Out Loud cast. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. This is James Simmons. Put that cookie down. Kiss. Stop pressing the button. Star Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh, no. Here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! Hello! Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 254. Kiss Festivus 5. Tom, there's not many episodes that we've done every year, but Kiss Festivus has become a tradition around here, just like the like the Greek games at uh, Adams College. <laughs> the belching contest has become a tradition. Frankly, I'm not too fond of this next episode. <laughs> the lead is, yes. <laughs> the belching contest. Uh, Frederick uh, Polowalski. Ogre, Ogre, you asshole. Ogre, you asshole. Ogre, Ogre, you asshole. Ogre. Well, I can tell you right now, the calendar was on our side because what a perfect time for Festivus. Because I'm telling you right now, we are bringing out the friggin' blowtorches tonight. <laughs> so what's funny is because people are like, 
wow, I can't wait. You guys going to have this going to break the record last week. You're going to have like a four hour episode, five hour episode. No, 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 no. It was purposely not as detailed because we had a lot of thoughts and we're like, let's save that for Festivus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you're wondering where the third man in is, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. Yeah. And, you know, I don't need to hear him bitch to us, Tom, about our mailbag and feedback portion of our show. No, no. That's why he's cut out. He's 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 he is a probationary trilam <laughs> with the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. Put it that way. He is definitely on probation because <laughs> part of me is like, why the fuck did we put him in the first place? Yeah, he he, he might not make it. Uh, this might be his first and last grand opening, grand closing episode <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Joey Casarda. I don't. I mean, I know Joey Casarda. I got this guy's <laughs> drummer guy, Joey Casarda. Oh, we'll get to him. Oh, yeah, we'll get to him. Don't worry about that. Oh, there's just so much. That's why we're gonna try to bang through feed. We always say we're gonna try to bang through feedback and news, but we're really gonna try this time. Yeah, <laughs> I sound like fucking. Saul's mom. Oh, I'll talk to him. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> oh, all right. So, Tom, last week we reviewed our end of the road New York Madison Square Garden uh, recap. Yep. And we did a little funny little poll there. <laughs> yeah. And this got people all bunged up when we did this poll. So we said, what will be your last memory of Kiss's final show? And the options were awesome way to go out. What? Nothing different? Where's my golden ticket? And what the fuck? Avatars? QR codes? Well, 47% said, what? Nothing different? Yeah, negativity. Oh, it gets better, because in in second place at 27% was, what the fuck? Avatars? QR codes? 20% said, awesome way to go out. And 6% said, where's my golden ticket? Where's my father? (laughs) I thought you said, where's my <laughs> bitches? <laughs> Brian Krizel says, I don't know how to feel. I'm not so bright. It's because Ace Freely says Kiss fans aren't bright. Well, we're gonna, we'll get to him soon enough. A uh, lot, lot, lot of comments here. So this guy, Demigs, says classic Kiss fan poll. Three negative options. One positive. Tom, I was begging, begging that you would find that comment. In I love it. I remember when I, I saw it. I love it. It's, oh, it's hilarious. It's like the poster child of what's going to be on Kiss Festivus. Yes, exactly, exactly. Bitching about the bitching. That's right. That's my. That might be my favorite. You know Wait. what? That's that's actually better than bitching. It's bitching about the bitching is my favorite. No, but we are going to be bitching. About, the, about bitching, the bitching. About, about the bitching. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new Sharia Allah Gad shirt. <laughs> we will be bitching about the bitching about, about the bitching. The, that's right. On that's this right. episode. That's right. Uh, Egghog says it was both a sad way to go and also perfectly kiss. They totally misread or don't care what fans want. And to top it off, they're shilling a cheesy and confusing new product. God, those avatars are so fucking weird looking. I'm a little obsessed with watching videos of the live stunned reaction. 
Okay, that's that, that's some poll comments. Let's get to a couple of actual episode comments because a lot of people had strong opinions on people who, on who were there, who watched on pay-per-view. Our good friend, the great James Campion, a blast meeting the boys and friends at Shout Out Loudcast at my favorite haunt, Pete's Tavern. Proud to get a mention in this montage, the photo montage. Can't wait to hear their take on it all. That was last week. We love James. The guy's amazing. Get his book about Destroyer. Get all his books. Um. Our buddy Andy, great recap. They did nothing different than any other end of the road tour show beyond sad. Even for them, just pathetic. Oof, I like that. Beach Boys of the Goat says, I'm glad y'all had a great time despite any shortcomings by Kiss themselves. Jeff Spike Wong posts a picture of the band from the Scooby-Doo movie. I have thoughts on that, too, because the Avatar is not the Scooby-Doo thing. It's just completely different planets. But uh, we'll save the bitching for later. But that's what we got on Twitter right now. Over on the Book of Face, the comments were outrageous. My credit card debt was outrageous. <laughs> but then Kiss came along and sent me a golden ticket, and I was fine. <laughs> we used to die laughing over the stupidest fucking commercial. My credit card debt was outrageous. Well, whose fucking fault was that, moron? Uh, <laughs> the great Joe Decker. Great episode. Everything you said was exactly true. I work in New York City, and that particular area by the Garden and Penn Station is incredibly seedy due to the transient nature of those that hang around at Penn Station. The entire city smells like piss (laughs) due to the lack of public restrooms. Since the legalization of weed, it's everywhere, and there's hundreds of illegals on... Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking people on scooters <laughs> delivering DoorDash that New York looks like Panama City. <laughs> but I digress. Regarding Saturday night, almost everything about it sucked. <laughs> the emotionless farewell show, the avatars at the end, the disgusting mishandling of the golden tickets, the merch grab by scumbags. The theft of lighted wristbands. Call me crazy, but in my mind, I had convinced myself when the piano was raised up from under the stage, I expected Peter to be sitting there. Wrong. The best part of the night was hanging out with new friends at the bar. From the music to the stink spray to all leaving together and walking to the garden, hearing Tom and Zeus doing Asian impressions live, (laughs) then leaving the show together, walking to the pizza place, and bitching about how badly we felt screwed. Those are the things that made the night memorable for me and worth the trip. Regarding the Kiss Love Hate I've read this week, I haven't seen so much venom since the last two presidential elections. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. Today, I'm going to put on a Kiss Alive and remember a time in Kiss history before December 2nd, 2023. What a fucking, that is an incredible comment. He summed it up concise and perfect and to the point. Beautiful. Raymond Gallus, listening to the episode now, but it makes me sad and angry how Kiss always seems to rain on their own parade. Well said. Kiss Macy's parade. Seems the perfect analogy is how they ended their touring career. Mm -hmm. The great Brad Rustoven. Yeah, backpack Brad. Great recap. 
I feel fortunate to have been part of it. Last Saturday was a worldwide experience, but I had a blast. Here's how I would rank everything from that day. Number one, pre-gaming at the Rose Bar. Yep. Number two, walking the streets of New York, lunch with Tom, Zeus, Murph, Gary, and the great Tally Fockler. Yep. Three, drinking and hanging out in the MSG concourse, pre-show with Joe Decker, Rich, and Kevin Japson. Four, the walk from the hotel to MSG with the whole gang. Five, going to MSG for the first time. Six, the actual concert. Regarding Kiss' inability to understand the concept of timing, they could have learned something from us during our pregame. The last song of their catalog ended right when we needed to head to the garden. And then he put a picture of that up. Nice job, Brad. Kevon Japson. I had to stay off social media a few days because the Kiss community was so toxic. Mm -hmm. The best part of my time in New York was definitely to meet up with everyone. I'm patiently waiting for the Shout It Out Loud cast fest. (laughs) Coming soon. Yeah. Uh, Still can't believe Tally was hanging out with all us bozos. Speak for yourself, dude. (laughs) You're the bozo. Shut your mouth. Dude, how long did it take her to be like, who the fuck is this creepy guy? Yeah, but three seconds. (laughs) He's like sniffing her hair, doing I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Oh, <laughs> the Greek thunder from down under, Phanis Akratides. Yes. By the way, his fucking bands, and I'm like, I can't believe that's really them. His band is called Frozen Tears. Yeah. That Greek Australian accent, I'm like, that can't be him singing, but apparently yeah. it is. Yep. And his band has charted in d- different parts of the world. His band frozen tears you can find it on youtube has a version of come on and love me which is fucking good it's awesome thana dude honestly that we're not just saying it because we're buddies with thanas and hung out with him for the weekend his band is kicks ass it doesn't make sense with the accent in him singing does it yep. for you no, i don't no, get it no no i know i hear you but check him out frozen tears okay uh he writes tom and zeus your breakdown of the memorable week in New York was pretty much spot on. Haven't seen the last three shows because he went to Baltimore, I believe. He did. Uh, yep. I was hoping the last would be a little different, but it wasn't to be. Regardless, meeting yourself in Zeus along with the wonderful Tally Murph, who he called <laughs> Morty. His first, I think it was a text to us, is like, yeah. he's Zeus. It was great seeing you guys. Let me know if we're going to meet up, me, you, Tom, and Morty. <laughs> fuck is morty <laughs> morty seinfeld <laughs> anyways that's great merv was a major highlight along with many other loudcasters made the trip all the way down under worthwhile i'm yeah. not sure about the future regarding kiss but we always have the great memories we created last week in the past years to remember to our favorite band keep rocking love him he's awesome now yep. the great tally Faulkner. Oh, a favorite, along with so many other, maybe two or three female listeners that we have, Tom. Yep. Like Gabbly DeGook. Yep. And Bean. Yep. Or the great Tracy from Texas. Yep. 
Do we have any other female listeners? Yeah, we got. We do. A- yeah, we got Amber Fiber Magic Queen from the UK. <laughs> That's right. That's yep. right. Our England fan. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I think that about rounds. I think it up. that's about it. And f- please wholeheartedly forgive us if we have forgotten you as a female fan, because uh, the fact that we just named off all five of them that shows you that we don't have a lot, <laughs> or at least we don't have a lot that we know about. Well, that will publicly admit it. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, Tally writes. Great recap. Great episode. Not just because I was there. Tom and Zeus, thank you for the kind words and encouraged me to come. I took a big leap of faith and it paid off. I was met with such warmth and kindness by you two and Murph, an absolute gem of a guy. Uh, She must be drunk. From the get-go, I felt like part of the group. You guys looked at me and made me feel included, constantly made me laugh, and forever ingrained in my brain the smell of fart spray. (laughs) I was also met with warmth by the other fellow loudcasters. Gary Cap shared a pretty fantastic and nerdy conversation about our kiss journey. He showed me kindness that I haven't forgotten. It still exists. Bonus Acritides took the shirt off his back and gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Brad Rustovin orchestrated historical party soundtrack. Everyone I met there made up for the lackluster weekend final and thus making the hang better than the bang. Jeez. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you, Loudcasters slash Kiss Tards. Imagine what I felt after the concert is probably what it felt like to be left at the altar. Mm. You see the red flags here and there, but you just don't want to believe that they could or would. All these years of Kiss saying, it's for the fans. It's all you because of the fans. We love the fans. Or if it wasn't for the fans and so on. I felt led on, and that's why I felt so disappointed. At the end, they showed it was never all for the fans. It's worth noting that I didn't expect Ace and Peter to be there, but I did expect more emotion from the whole band and some sort of acknowledgement for its past members. Like Tom said, Kiss didn't acknowledge its past because they didn't want to look back. I will add that they did it because Paul is the pettiest person alive. He's had a beef with Mark with Eric and Eric's family, with Vinny, probably with Bruce, Eric Singer, and Tommy too. And didn't we all see what he wrote about Gene in his book? We all know about his opinions of Ace and Peter. Isn't that like the whole band's past members? Paul just can't let go. Avatar announcement wasn't the greatest, but figured they needed to give people something to talk about other than the show, which was great. They probably didn't expect people to be so pissed off So for good measure, they added the golden ticket to the equation. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. Also, (laughs) making love is amazing. Tally. That's just a a five-star comment. That's why Tally rules. And I'm so thrilled that she made the trek from Germany over to New York City to hang with us. It was amazing. Awesome stuff. Ryan Michael Scott, Lane Kulik, Spencer fucking uh, Simmons Tweed. Rodham Ramaswamy Scott. (laughs) What a breath of fresh air listening to you address all the craziness going on. The fun entertainment of the Loudcasters page, which is I love so much, has been turned into a battlefield this week. We'll get to that. Even people clearly don't listen to the podcast or know you two or the inside jokes are chiming in, addressing and questioning the admins on what's posted. I hope this episode reigns some of those people in as Tom says, settle down. 
Mm-hmm. Your weekend sounded like an unforgettable experience, and the Loudcast and Meet Meetup sounded awesome. I love all the recap episodes like Creatures Fest, Kids Shows, Meeting Gene, now the final shows. I could listen to you guys take a trip to the grocery store. Great episode. Will you guys go to a Kiss Avatar show or which whatever that will be? Um, who knows? Maybe. Buddy? Who knows? Um, the great Patrick Miller, who was Paul Stanley in a suit, Tom, we met there. That's right. Yeah, it was awesome. It was cool meeting you guys. Thanks to the laughs. And he put the photo up. On our Loudcasters page, the great Michael Jude Grimes, Tom. Nice. Wish I was there. I would have asked for your autographs, Tom and Zeus. The true rock stars at the end of the road. I'm certainly your presence was a massive plus to what was a horribly disappointing finale. Love Grimy. Mm. Grimy store, man. That's fucking, that guy rocks. Check him out. Yep, yep, yep. And no one wants our. The great Michael Galante, Tom. Oh, we, we had a great him. time with him. Yep, he hung out at the Rose with us for a while. It was awesome. Awesome recap, fellas. Thanks for including me in the festivities. Could have done without the horse manure spray, but still. <laughs> uh, the great Joey fucking I iron my jeans, Romanick. Uh-oh. Yeah, he uh, claims I'm wearing my da- rocking the dad jeans in my photos. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, we got a jean face off yeah, here. Listen, listen. Just because we tease you doesn't mean we're going to let you tease us. All right. Fucking stubble boy. All right. He writes, this show started out all lighthearted with good stories about hanging with the loudcasters and the overall New York City experience. And then it turned on a dime. If you haven't (laughs) listened yet, I wouldn't give it away, but you're going to love it. Oh, and this episode should really be retitled. Kiss sucks. Callie's hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> accurate that's a, that's a summary right there that's a and, summary and then i'm gonna leave us with the great josh brown's comment here and there's so many other great comments here but incredible Daniel, feedback Houston, yeah. i mean there's a million of you guys it's just un- we just earn a time limit we can't do this all day yeah, the, the feedback is nuts this week thank you josh brown writes i'm not trying to spoil the episode more of a comment about the loudcaster group the rant of this week's episode was everything for me if you're not listening to the show You're 100% not going to get this group of people. You guys are absolutely right. We've been invaded by people that don't listen to the show and take everything so personally, like we're talking about their children and not a band. People, stop taking personal shots at people for making a critical thought at this band and stop taking shots at people for making insider jokes. Can't believe we have to use that about a podcast, about things you don't understand. Listen to the show. You might catch on and lighten up a little bit about this damn band. Wave the flag, TNZ. We love you guys like like a brother. Love it. That's awesome. Josh, thank you, brother. Thank you, Josh. Over on our Instagram page, the great James Campion is uh, making a comment about making the collage and more. Thanks, James, again. And then Junior Vintage. Great recap, TNZ. Kiss should have paid respect to their past members in New York City. They clearly got it wrong. Also, could these avatars become a modern-day elder misstep? Could it disappear by spring when they announce a Vegas residency? Lastly, on a very serious note, should all of us loudcasters start a GoFundMe for Ace to get better cell reception? (laughs) God bless Eddie Trunk for his patience. That interview was painful. You know, I've been looking at the... Hello? (laughs) That was great. Over on... YouTube. 
Jason Leonard writes, I'm pretty sure that Joey Caserta played left field for the 78 Expos. The guy with the hat, you know, what's his nuts? I don't know. Did he say (laughs) what's his nuts? (laughs) Probably. Jake Drummer, 2814. I hate that it doesn't matter what it has to do with Kiss. The Ace Cult immediately tries to make it invalid if Ace isn't involved. I have no problem in acknowledging what Ace did in, in Kiss, but let's be honest, dude. That guy has checked out. He's mentally gone. He has no clue what he's talking about half the time, and he hasn't been a solid guitar player since 77. Just being honest, go watch any video from the reunion tour. You know an Ace screw-up is coming. At some point during the show, he's going to jack up a solo beyond recognition or one of his 17 rings on his left hand. I got to hit a string or multiple strings. Sorry, Ace. <laughs> Love you, brother. Ace voice. Yep. Love it. You're not allowed to make fun of Ace. Yep. Like some people. Nick Scarpelli 546. We'll end on this note. Okay. What's more funny than the train wreck Ace interview with Trunk? Your guy's recap of that interview. (laughs) I was cracking up. Ace is a mess. That's awesome. Tom, over to you. All right. Let's bang through some emails here, shall we? Uh, We got one from our buddy Mike H. One thing I took away from this whole end of the road thing and subsequent last show, I didn't feel a goddamn thing after it ended. I've been disappointed and have been let down over and over again since the reunion ended, and this show was no different. It would have been so easy and essentially effortless to throw us a bone by doing something, anything different than any of the hundred shows prior to this one. These motherfuckers didn't even blink their eyes any different for this show. Since roughly 2002, we've basically been shit on as fans. So once the show ended and I realized I felt no emotion at all, I knew it was because I've been taken advantage of for the last 20 years. If I felt anything, it was relief that it was over. My continuous disappointment is finally over. Here's hoping the Avatar set list is different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, that's true. Justin Steele, let me stop by saying it sounds like you guys had a great time meeting up with Loudcasters, and that's great. I also think you guys are spot on calling people out who either won't let you enjoy the current state of Kiss or those that say you can't give an honest critique of the band. I think it's clear that in the probably the two biggest moments in Kiss history have been handled terribly. First is the Hall of Fame induction. The fans wanted them to play together, no doubt, and they chose to say, fuck you. And now the final show, nothing different at all. It's almost like they don't even have any heart. They have zero sense of what the fans want or maybe worse, don't care. How do you not do something to honor the last show? To me, these two huge moments handled this way is a big blemish on the total career of Kiss. Now. I just want to say we got a ton of emails and a ton of amazing feedback, guys. So we thank you for all that. But we want to blow through a bunch of stuff here. But we're going to finish up feedback with this one we got from Brian. Hey, guys, hope you're both well. I'm a new listener to Shout Out Loudcast, and I'm really enjoying the shows. I've been a Kiss fan since the very beginning when I got my very first copy of the debut album in 75. My entry into the world of podcasts is much more recent. I discovered two other KISS podcasts years ago and was making my way through their respective back catalogs when I discovered Shout It Out Loudcast. Now I am hooked. And while the other KISS podcasts offer some interesting guests and commentary on the band, in my humble opinion, you guys are the top dogs. And here's a few reasons why. Number one, you guys are just plain funny. You both have great senses of humor and bring that to the show, which I find very refreshing. 
Some of the other podcasts take themselves way too seriously and need to lighten up and have some fun. There's no question that both of you are enjoying yourselves and bring a lighthearted approach to your shows when appropriate. Number two, fair criticism. I like the fact that you guys are both not afraid to criticize Kiss. Again, I've been a fan since the beginning. And to me, being a true fan doesn't mean you lap up every single thing they do. It doesn't mean you have to constantly lick the boots of the band. And it certainly doesn't mean you have to jump all over other fans who do bring their own criticism of the band forward. Let's face it, over a 50-year period, no band can or should sustain a 100% approval rating from the fans. He continues by saying, focusing on what the fans want to hear. I love that both you guys focus on the content of the show and not on your personal lives and experiences. There's nothing more annoying than name dropping. And when talking about Kiss, there's nothing less interesting than listening to a person constantly bragging about their connections to the band, their fan supremacy, and how no one can possibly be a biggest fan as they are. That makes me reach for the fast forward button. Thank you for keeping the focus of Shout It Out Loudcast on what the fans want to hear and not what you want to say. Keep up the great work. I know Kiss as a touring band is coming to an end, but I hope you guys continue to put out new episodes for years to come. Best wishes with much respect, Brian. My goodness, Brian. Unbelievable. You get it. You nailed it. We love you for getting it, and we love you for telling us that you get it. And we appreciate all those kind words. So that, Brian, my friend, gives you the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> wow, that was just incredible, Brian. Thank you so much. Yep. Really appreciate it. Amazing. And what else we appreciate is our Patreon family. Patreon is where people can subscribe, help out the show uh, in the four different tiers that are set up, and uh, provide us a great service. We, in turn, give you guys back some perks. We give uh, input, polls, um, uh, album review crew, uh, Patreon picks, uh, merch, all sorts of stuff. And it's incredibly fun family type experience we have the private jokes the private message boards there's so much shit going on there and laughter and fun you got to be part of the shout out loudcast patreon family if you're interested you go to our website and then on the landing page it'll say patreon click on that look at one of the four tiers and then uh join the family you guys i can't tell you how much you've helped the show specifically all the awesome patreons we met at the uh, new york trip and all of them all over the world that help out our show thank you so much we really appreciate it and you out there if you want to help the show you want to make us continue to grow and things please join our patreon family and uh and 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 join in on the fun thank you Patreon, you guys are the best. We say this every week, and we mean it every week. We are so grateful for all of your contributions and support of the show. It means so much. We love to be able to give some things back to you. Certain tiers get a sneak peek on Thursday of what the episode's going to be. Uh, you get to vote on what our Flashback Friday is going to be. You get to pick an album review crew album uh, once every few months. Uh, we just recently did Rocks by Aerosmith for the month of November. That was your pick. 
Uh, so please check us out. Go to patreon.com. Go to our website. Click on the link. Take a look. There's four different tiers. And again, we appreciate all of your generosity and support of the show. It means the world to us. Thank you. All right, Tom, what we usually do is we go over to Kiss War, But before we do, we got to bring back the uh, what makes Festivus unique. And that is the appearance of Joey Hall of Famer Caserta. I, I was going to say, I don't care about the Caserta part. You make sure, you son of a bitch, <laughs> that that Hall of Famer part comes. I want it first. Hall of Famer. Okay. Joey Caserta. You don't even know how to say your own name anymore. <laughs> Hall, I know you're at the t- Hall of Famer. That's Tyek. It's top billing. This is your first appearance since receiving the award you've lived for. I, I do want to thank you guys. Obviously, it was the people demanding it that obviously got it done. I know my fans flooded your inbox. It had to be done. All two of them. Like, yeah. J- listen, t- two massive maniacs are, fu- are are more dangerous than, you know, a lot of uh, little uh, little people. It's so, true. I'll, I'll tell you right now, The only let's be serious. The only reason you're in, it, it's, it, it was because uh, a, a couple of uh, New York City goons paid a visit to southern New Hampshire in uh, central Massachusetts and said, it was like a jerky boys call. You better put this fucking guy in the Hall of Fame. Or I'll break your fucking neck. <laughs> they were they were ready to put you uh, in the river with some cinder block shoes. I know. Exactly. We're gonna wake yeah. up in the Hudson River in a sack. We had Bill problems Starkey. over there, Tom. Bill Starkey and my boys were gonna storm the radio station. Yeah, exactly. And demand. The Joey Army. Yep, that's right. Well, you're here. You're here. Well, I'm back, baby. I don't miss a festivus. You and this festivus. Oh, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, this, this may be the final episode, because after this, I don't know if anybody's ever going to want to listen to us again. <laughs> no. After we insult everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. So real quickly, let's get to the news. Uh, the first thing, Tom, is uh, what's going on in Kiss merch these days? Well, of course, uh, you know, Festivus adjacent is the psychotic outbreak of people seeing that KISS officially posted all the New York City merch on their website. All the stuff from the pop-up store, all the stuff from Madison Square Garden, the golden ticket, everything available on KISS Online. And of course, full-blown hysteria on social media (laughs) as expected. Dude, you couldn't have a rational conversation. You weren't allowed to feel one way or the other no. because the other side need to fucking tell you how stupid you are. You're yep. feeling that way. Yep. <clears throat> but weirdly enough, you know, it's Kiss's fault. I agree. And, you know, I'll get into my love of Kiss later, but <laughs> yeah. it's Kiss's fault because you know why? It's you can you know by doing what they do, you're never going you're going to everyone's going to hate you because yep. All the people who were there that waited in line for that pop-up store, and I saw it. I was across the street at my buddy Joe D'Angelo's party. We were across the street, lying around the corner. You could yeah, we get were in. in. <clears throat> everything, as far as I know, everything. I never even went in. Everything was sold out eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All the exclusive merch. You know, when you go to a show, you want to buy ex- something that means something you from you f- for that show. Correct. You want to see December second. You want to see December first on the show, New York City. You want exclusivity because you waited in line for that particular item. Mm-hmm. I get it. So then when they release it later, it's it's bullshit for all the people that waited. 
And then on the flip side, the, the golden ticket fiasco. Oh, that even that on the website, it says exclusive to people who attended the first and second night. Why are you releasing it again? Why not release it exclusively to the people who purchased those tickets? Exactly. They can't. So, yep. No, they do nothing right. I hate to say it. Nope. They, they, everything they do is a self-inflicted wound. It's, in, it's, it's, a, it's astounding. Yeah. And what, what's funny and interesting, I don't get involved in that. I'm not the collector of us. And I don't even yeah. know if I would compare Tom. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call him a collector compared oh, no, to not, all the not, people out there. Oh, yeah. No, right? you're right. But you're Tom, right. if anybody, is the collector of us, too. Yeah. But I seen how he gets, and I seen how our good buddy Steve Wright from Potter Than Hell, when these vinyls come out, and I had this conversation, and Jason Hurden from his Kiss My Wax thing jumps in. He has a different philosophy on it, but you know, people, some people hate his group because they're part of the problem. Some people love his group because they're part of the solution. I don't know, but right. you know, his point was Tom put up the things like, "Great, thanks for making our exclusive trip to New York fucking meaningless now." And yep. he's like, what are you talking about? You know, now it gives it to people because the hoarders buy that shit up. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to him, well, wait a minute. How come when they put up limited edition fucking Ace Frilly dog shit fucking vinyl swirl, yep. it's gone. It's sold out. They don't put out more. Right. I missed out on it. And then he's like, well, you know, they're only limited to four. Like they can't create a different profile and send it to their brother's house and buy sure. more of that shit. Like, come on. But so- then our, our our buddy Baco jumped in and actually made the point that I was going to make the point is where both things can coexist. Jason Herndon and his group it can make a point that's viable. And then your point, both things can coexist. But yeah. ultimately, but I think you have to respect the fact that people like us that were in line, that went to New York City, that got the December 2nd shirt, that got those pop-up storms should be a little bit like, what the fuck? Okay, so here's the thing. Go ahead. If it's limited edition, then it's limited edition. Correct. Okay, now, the fact that Kiss doesn't come up with better concept of how scalpers and fucking Kiss card sellers don't eBayers. fucking buy them on eBay and shit, that's on them. They can come up with a system to make it easier for one purchase at a time. There's a way for them to do it. They don't give a fuck, okay? Because it makes everything they put up there more valuable because people are buying them. So my point is, if you're going to fucking make it exclusive to everything else, then that should have been exclusive. I get it. He's saying, well, for the people that miss out on buying those vinyls, here's their chance. Well, it's not the vinyls. It's only for the shirt. But you can't make it exclusive for one product but not exclusive for the other when you say they're all exclusive here's a perfect here's a perfect example when kiss online releases like say for example when they released the the 45th anniversary love gun picture disc uh, the official one those sold out quickly and they go on ebay and they're going for four or five hundred bucks and that's bullshit but kiss does not release once those things are gone they're gone and that's what gives it the value that it has is that yep. it's that ex- it's that exclusivity it's that limited item that you're glad to have and the solution to dealing with hoarders should not be to fuck people out of exclusive items in my opinion joey no well that's well that's exactly the issue the issue is when you make something exclusive then it has to be exclusive even if you fucked up like the golden ticket the Correct. golden ticket right. was right. a fiasco. Right. I didn't even know about it. I walked out of the garden. Same here. It just so happened someone that knew me and would, would just like a fan of and just 
they handed me, a, they had, hey, did you get one of these? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yep. No one they knew. Handed me one. It was great. But the problem with that is you can't call something exclusive and then release it to everybody. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. It, right. It, they, they, like, like, uh, Robert De Niro said in, in Raging Bull, it defeats its own purpose when he's burning, <laughs> when she burns the stake. It defeats its own purpose. Yep. You're, Kiss is the only band ever that can sell you a week later a replica ticket for $350 of a show that just happened. Imagine. So, so my question is, they're either fucking morons or they're fucking brilliant. Because oh, they're fucking brilliant. They're brilliant. They, they caused such a hysteria with that golden ticket that what happened was the aftermarket. You guys saw I almost put mine on eBay because I don't give a shit about it. Two grand. I, I was just too lazy to do it. it yeah. yeah, two grand. People were paying a thousand, two grand for it. And Kiss saw this and, or planned for this, You can, whatever way you want to look at it. And they, they knew once they put this, they dropped this on Kiss Online, Everyone would gobble up a, a stupid golden ticket that means yep. nothing for three hundred and fifty dollars. It's that's brilliant. right. It, it is. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Well, let's be honest. It is twenty four karat gold. So it's yeah, not it's like not, a fucking not, exclusive poster. Right. I mean, it's not a piece of plastic. Itself. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So let's take let's make it a hundred dollars worth of value. Right. And, and right. whatever. And the memento. If you didn't go there, I think it's stupid. If I totally you went agree. Went there. And you didn't get one, and you want to buy this? Um, maybe I did. I I don't give a shit. Right, but right, right. Even if even if it was it was offered for the pay per view people, because that's what I heard. I heard it was offered yep. to the people who bought the pay per view. So if you want to buy this, you got to show proof of purchase, dude. Like I used to mail away for Star Wars figures. I know we all did it, Joey. Proof of purchase. That's right. Send in the proof <clears throat> of purchase of the pay per view and or your ticket for the MSG shows. And you can purchase a golden ticket. Otherwise, you can't purchase it because now the value is lost in it. It's no longer special. I could throw mine in the garbage. It's 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 worth nothing. And we still haven't gotten a really explanation about because I'm convinced because I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm convinced. And I don't know if it was malicious or if it was just a fuck up. I'm convinced that there was some something went wrong with golden tickets being handed out at the end of the show that was never su- that was time. never supposed to happen and the fact that we all walked out this entrance and no one got one and then other people went out this entrance and we're walking out with two and three of them that there's there was some something went amiss there with that smart people that work there knew what was happening all weekend and heard about people hoarding buying fucking newspapers for a hundred dollars but where did they get the golden tickets from because we were told they were for the pay-per-view people and they were going to be sent to them they, how did they have physical copies of them because they Madison were sent they were going to give exclusive a couple people some of these tickets they were handing them out they had like 900 i was told that's to what pass i out i so heard that what too. they should have done is randomly do it, but I bet you. And what I heard was people were fucking hoarding them. The people oh, yeah. who worked there yeah. pocketed that shit, weren't giving them out. Yep. And they sold but, them online. And as, much as, I want, as much as I want to blame the people at MSG, I don't because listen, they're not oh, no, stupid. Yeah. They're trying to profit. That right. should be Kiss's job. Now, I don't mean the band, I mean the organization, but it all falls back on the band. I don't, when we say Kiss, we mean. The KISS organization. Correct. That has to be managed better. Better. And yep. 
the problem with it, just like Dubai, just like everything else that they shit on us with, they don't come out and just make a statement. Hey, guys, we fucked up. We weren't supposed to give these out to blah, blah, blah. And this is what happened. So therefore, everyone that missed out on this that was there on the pay-per-view and or the end or the garden, you can purchase it on MSG on, on kissonline.com with proof of purchase. It's mm-hmm. so easy to fix. Instead, they flood the market to, to make it. They, they look at it like, oh, we can make a profit now. Well, then, because then they then they'd be like, oh, wouldn't wow, these things are going for two grand on eBay. We're only selling them for three fifty. You'll get a deal from Kiss Online. And, and, and let's be serious. There is no better marketing genius on planet Earth than Gene Simmons. So you have to wonder, is this a fuck up or is this all some kind of like Abner Devereaux manipulation behind the scenes here? I don't know. I don't know. But all right. Never mind just the gold bars. You also have the, the, the scarves, shirts, the, the T-shirts. T-shirts. The yep. jackets and stuff the that were supposed to be exclusive to that pop up. That's right. Talk about is there a banner for seven hundred and fifty dollars? Or is that a, a typo? No, it uh, is. And I, and I'll tell you right now. I have a photo of it. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you right now, Joey. And and I and I'm not defending the price because the price is outrageous. They had those at the pop up store. It's fucking gorgeous. It looks. It's the it's the kind of material that like a Stanley Cup champion banner would be made out of. Like it's a big. If you have like a man cave or something. Now seven hundred and fifty bucks, right. absolutely insane. Now, give me, give me a realistic. Now you love it. You would, re- God, this is this is one ninety nine. I'd probably say about right. two hundred, two hundred yeah. bucks, maybe. Okay, now two hundred one, Bob. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful. It, it's not a piece of plastic. It's not a piece of paper. It's like a like a like a quilted felt. Like it's a nice nice item. But seven seven fifty. Come on. Oh. No. No. Anyway. Anyways, Let, yeah, let's move on because we, we have a ton start, of shit yeah, to we get We haven't to. even started on Festivus yet. Yeah, okay, I all know. right. So, <laughs> other news: our favorite guy uh, that we love to uh, talk about is Ace, and uh, Joey's obviously got some connections to Ace. Ace had a thought on the Avatar stuff, uh, and he said, "You know, I saw some of it on a video on YouTube. It kind of looked like it was geared towards children. It's not rock and roll. I get up on stage without backing tracks. I plug my amp in." plug my guitar into a marshal and go that's it it's always been that way and it always will be hello hello there's an echo in here i'm hearing shit in the background what is that i don't want to say anything because i gotta i'm gonna save my comments but i know (laughs) but he has to get in the backing track little insult he has to that wasn't even part of the conversation well you forgot the best part the other one I'd like to go to Europe, but I got some tax problems. I can't get my passport back. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he starts shitting on Tommy. I mean, it's just he's. My, it, yeah, he shits on Tommy. And then he always does this. He goes back to, you know, Tommy's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, he's a good guitar player. He's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. I got I to tell you. Go so ahead, listen, Joe. I, Go ahead. I know the Ace cult makes it very hard to like him. I get it. I, know. I I'm online all day. I read all the comments. And the Ace, anyone too far on one side of anything is a maniac, and I don't like them. I get it. But you got to admit, and I, you got to take a step back from those idiots. And he is so funny. And he, he's, listen, I believe besides, it. Besides like the stuff that making mistakes live, and I'm not even talking about that stuff. 
I'm just talking about Ace as a character and a person. He's like he's like a crazy Muppet. He's so fun. <laughs> he's the comments he makes. The Eddie Trunk interview was incredible. Oh, to it was me, amazing. It's up there with Tom Snyder. Yep. It's unbelievable. I've been sending clips back and forth. I've been editing clips all week to Jericho and Steve and PJ and all those guys. And we love it. It's, we're dying laughing. You got to take him for who he is. He's doesn't give a shit. He's, he is the rock and roll guy. I know it's cliche to say, but he's still releasing records. He's still playing live. I'm not commenting on the, on the quality of all that stuff, but he's out there doing it. And he's still fun and go and go kind of go lucky. Okay. Okay. He's by the, he's, he runs by the seat of his pants. Zeus, go ahead. Zeus, go ahead. I'm biting my tongue. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Because I want, all right. I know you have. No, no, no. But I want to say one thing that, go ahead. uh, To come back at Joey with, go ahead. It's just like Chris Rock said. He's supposed to fucking still play. He's supposed to still put up albums. He wants fucking credit that he's releasing an album. Aren't you a musician? That's, you're not a fucking painter. You know, like, he's not that's what you do. For, no, he's not asking for credit because he releases his album. He's he's no, no, no. Himself you and the people. Ace Cult people no, want to he, give him credit. It's the first thing they always say. Kiss no, hasn't wrong. released an album in the last well, 10 years. Ace has released four. Come on, Joey. They say the same thing every fucking it's time. Because it's the same argument. Kiss, the camp, Gene and Paul, shit on Ace because blah, blah, blah. He's a drunk. He's this, he's that. And But he's still out there working. He's no, still doing no, what he's he's no. meant to do. That's not true, Joey. <laughs> That's not true. What they say is he was a drunk and this and that. They never say he still is a drunk. Okay, with the exception of Paul saying like they they couldn't perform in the band now. Okay, but even, he doesn't even, bring up that Ace is a fucking fall down drunk and he's a mush brain. Just super quick. So all I'm all right. saying is that you're right. But the, it's the digging back and forth. So Ace brings up backing tracks to dig at Paul because yeah, Paul just yeah. dug because Paul just right. dug at Ace that Ace and Peter will make them sound like piss. Let me tell you, listen. I know Ace has his limitations live because he's singing and playing and all that stuff. I will tell you, Ace sounds better than Paul Stanley, and I and, love Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley sounds like horse shit. But what fucking planet? What music are you listening to that he sounds better? <laughs> Dude, listen to Paul without any tracks behind him. You'll How do I know when that is? You're exactly right. <laughs> That's the point. So, so I can only go with what I hear live. I'll, I'll say this before we. I'll, I'll say this before we move on. That it's. I know Zeus and I. We feel we have very similar but very different feelings about Ace. The thing that makes me sick of Ace is the Ace cult. Thank I, you. I, I, I No, because I find Ace funny, lovable. He's a bozo. I, I chuckle yes. at him, but the ace cult makes it difficult to cheer for ace. Exactly. And he I, I does agree. at times himself. Yo, no, I agree. Sometimes he's a pain in the ass, too. Guys, I we're 100% on the same page. But wait a minute. The last okay. thing I'll say about this is Go ahead. we say the same thing about Paul. Yeah, oh, yeah. Paul made the fucking jab. Yep. Like, he doesn't need to. Leave it alone. Yep. You don't but, need but, to go there. He, he does it, too. And we, me, and we he, call him he, out on it. For me, here's the difference. And tell me if I'm wrong. Ace, the Ace cult makes it hard to like Ace. Yes. I'm 100% with you. Paul makes it hard to like him. Not true. his fans. Very true. That's a big difference to me. No, you're right. I, I understand what you're yeah, saying. But wait a minute. 
Have you ever seen any of Paul's fucking cooking photos? Oh. And then the comments, those fans make me hard. To oh, like, yes. Oh, oh I don't that looks delicious. That looks Can so delicious. <laughs> I'd love to have dinner with you in your orange juice pasta. Oh, oh, oh let me jerk off all over you. <laughs> yes, but, but tell me the truth. Pasta bolognese. You were already mad at Paul for the picture. And then the comments made it worse. Oh, oh, totally. when, Ace is, when Ace is out in any truck and he's going, hello, hello. You know, I'm still hearing his fucking echo. He's talking about Ace is the greatest. <laughs> that right, I agree. All right. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the actual episode, which is probably let's, just gonna be a continuation of the news. Yeah. Before we take a break, we're gonna go to the committee to find out if uh Joey will still be in the Hall of Fame when this episode is over. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we came back and uh, it's it's up in the air. It's not looking good for Joey. This the, he might not he might not survive this episode. We're going to see how it finishes out. But you're you're teetering on the verge of uh, getting out of the Hall of Fame already. I got a call from the president of the fan club. Heavy Who's Mayo that? himself. Who's, oh, Heavy <laughs> Mayo. And his and his sidekick, what's his name? Tony from ABQ Ziggy Inc. <laughs> um, they that's told Hall me. of Famer Tony. Yeah, that's that's class You're of twenty twenty three. All with of him. He's in too. Yes, dude. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. They called and during the break they said if Joey's out, then we're walking too. Dude, he's not in the Hall of Fame, so take Heavy Mail with you. He's too busy. How can can ABQ Inc. make it and not Heavy Mail? Because Heavy Mail listens to the outfield. He's never getting in. (laughs) Heavy Mail put you in the fucking Creed lookalike contest. You're in that Hall of Fame. You're in the Scott Stapp Hall of Fame. Whatever the fuck his name is. (laughs) By the way, I just, I got to say. Uh, speaking of flooding the fucking internet, all your ZO2 shit is all over my fucking page. And I, I love it because I actually like the show. Yeah. Uh, Z-Rock. And you have that clip where it's like behind the scenes and like, I don't know if it's producers and stuff talking about you guys. And then they were talking about the hair and they, he said that Joey had the best hair of the three. Oh God. He didn't say the best looking. He just said hair. VO5. It's not saying much. Those two guys, Paulie, Paulie looked like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. Yes. <laughs> and Dave, uh, God rest his soul, had worse hair than Paulie. How is that he, possible? His uh, hair looked just like yours. Dude, His he would spend 20 hours a week getting it straightened <laughs> in a Japanese freaking hair salon. His hair, he looked like a wolf man. Speaking of that hairdo, last thing. Have you seen the photo of Paul had when he hugged his family and his family was in that kiss photo? The poor second son has oh. fucking Paulie Z hair worse than Evan. Yeah. Well, when we were on the road with them, Evan had right after that, Evan, Paul Stanley would make fun of Paulie's afro. And then shortly after that, his son got the afro and we would kill him on it. It was great. Yeah. You, the second one looks like uh, looks pretty bad. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. All right. It's that time of year. Festivus. Each of us is going to mention five things. uh, What we hate or what we want to grieve about or bitch about. uh, About kiss and history and kiss world, I guess. Okay. So... In the past, we've gone around in a circle. We always let our guests go first, and that is Mr. Caserta. Why don't you start with your first one? Can you please introduce me one more time, please? The correct way? Oh, God. Dude, something's gone to somebody's head. Hall of Famer Joey Caserta goes first. Thank you, sir. And you look marvelous tonight. Oh, Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so, you know, I, I, I went completely left. So I was, I had my list for Festivus ready to go. I was going to talk about the soundboard, uh, off the soundboard covers and the lack of effort in that. Obviously, when this final show hits, I got to make a right turn. Mm-hmm. How can I talk about anything but this debacle? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to preface the start of Festivus this year. We might do this every year. I forget. I love Kiss. Yep. Everything I am in my life is because of Kiss. Mm-hmm. I saw Kiss when I was five years old at Madison Square Garden. I saw Peter play the drums. It set me on my path forever. I'm still on that path because of Kiss. I owe everything I am to Kiss. I toured with them. I did everything I ever wanted to do in my life, in my career, because of the band I love, Kiss. Now, that that does not mean... We can't talk and shit on them for the things we don't like that they do. Mm-hmm. I'm a Yankee fan. When the Yankees do something shitty, I can badmouth them. I'm still a Yankee fan. It doesn't matter. Don't think that because we're about to shit on these people, we hate them. We love them. That's mm-hmm. why we're going to complain about them. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I yep. crazy? No, you're right. No, you're right. So obviously, I don't know if you guys knew, I, I, I sent a little bit of a, a crazy rant post. Right after that Kiss show. It was beautiful. I was was on my way home, and I was very upset leaving that arena that night. And I went on a rant, sent the post. It went a little viral. I I took it down the next morning, and we'll get into that later. But anyway, I, I have to start at the beginning of this show. Now, I didn't see this part of the show, but I saw it afterwards. And I'm going to go in chronological order of this of this show. That's really what my how my festivus is going to run. Do it. I'm going to start with the pre-show. Okay. Now, obviously, I didn't see it. I was out drinking with all the Kiss Day in Madison Square Garden in New York City was absolutely incredible. I saw all my friends, family, podcasters, Kiss friends, Kiss fans, all the people that love Kiss the way we do. We all gathered in New York City. And it was a spectacular day. I went bar hopping from 20 different bars, saw a thousand different people that I never get to see that I'm friends with online. And we talked about Kiss. We hugged and we, we, we were ready for the time of our lives. So we'll get, I'll get to the show during my, my, my next picks. But my, my first pick is going to start in the pre-show and the lack of effort and production that went into this debacle. Starting yep. here, starting with the hosts of this show. Who the fuck were they? I actually tried to look up who they were, and I still can't find it. Who were these people? How do you? I don't know her. How do you not know Allison? I never. You said the same thing to me. I've never heard of her name in Allison my life. Hergendorf. Oh, oh well, of course. Well, I mean, what, you said you, you said the same thing. I I have never heard of that name. It's in my kind life. of like um. I, I would say this. I because I, I, I see her stuff all the time. She's interviewed Chris. Rock stars, you uh, two, like big names. So she's not a fucking nobody. But it, but again, it's 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 five seconds into anything she's doing, you can tell this is a job. She's not a kiss freak like us. Yes, she's not. A, they could have kiss has to foresee this stuff. Who's buying the pay per view? Maniacs like us. Yep. And we want to see right off the bat someone we know and love in the kiss community or the rock metal community hosting this event and right away when i see these people hosting the event and then you know guest stars like chris angel coming on it's the same old garbage kiss has done for years that they they're 
they do it much like Vince McMahon. They they see a star or a celebrity and they, their eyes light up and they don't know what their fans really want. I mm-hmm. want to see even Craig Gass mm-hmm. interviewed, Sebastian Bach being interviewed. How about burying the hatchet and make Eddie Trunk host the show? Or if That's you can't ridiculous. do that, if you can't do that, get Jericho in there. God, Jericho has hosted a million of these events. Let him host the backstage area and let him host the event. Mm-hmm. And then don't interview guys like Chris Angel. Have ben, have Eric Carr's family there, Eric Carr's sister. Have Bruce Kulick and his wife backstage, even if you can't get them on stage. Have them backstage talking to Bruce, reminiscing on what this night means to all of us KISS fans in the world. Have members from your crew, JR, Moose. Oh, I don't know if I forget who's alive and dead, dead. I'm sorry. But old management. Um, talk about the history of KISS. The people who are watching this want this event to start off right. And I just thought right off the bat, they dropped the ball. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no offense to Chris Angel. The guy's magnificent at his job. Uh, that's probably the first time in my entire life I've ever heard Chris Angel. I know he's friends with Paul. What the fuck are you doing interviewing him and Zeus is gesturing? Can you get him to be an interview? He's my friend. I told him I'd do a favor for him. That's his trust buddy. Him and Desmond, he knows they'll fucking kiss his ass and won't fucking say anything that would pop. They're my friends. I want Chris Angel and Desmond Child. Do you think Paul put them up there because of the fans? He put them no, up there for him. No, but, no, but that's my point. That's yeah, exactly my that's, point. Yeah, that's it. That's why yep, they're there. Yep. Yep. So which leads to like for Paul and Gene. I don't think it's Gene. I think it's Paul. Paul trusts Allison. She's interviewed him. She safe. knows she's safe. He knows who she's at. She's a beautiful girl. She'll look good. She's safe. She's interviewed huge names. She's got a very popular little podcast and interview show. She's she's somebody I trust as much as Craig Gass. And that's the only one name that I would agree with you, Joey. He would have been the perfect host for this. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Hey, we all know him. He's part of the Kiss family. We get him. Jericho's in fucking Viet- in Vietnam. Right, he just, wasn't like- able to. If Jericho was booked for this event to host the backstage party, trust me, he would have he would have canceled Vietnam. Right. I'm saying Jericho is the perfect guy. He ho- he's hosted many events before, award shows. He could do this stuff in his sleep. I'm not I'm not saying that he couldn't do it. I'm just saying he wasn't able to. And I bet you, if you think about it, they did announce the pay per view. Like long in advance, they jumped this at the end. That's right. So I bet you they were scrambling, and they may have asked him. He didn't say. He didn't tell us. I don't yeah, know but, if he told you, but, but maybe stop. they were just like, "Hold on a second, let's get somebody quick." This went fast. Mm. They didn't plan that's, it. That's my start right there. That's the point I'm trying to make. This show was planned three years ago in, yep. in July. COVID hit. It pushed everything back. You have. An extended period of time. You see the finish line. Why aren't you announce the pay-per-view? Plan ahead. You have a year. Make this pay-per-view slash event the biggest thing you've ever done. It looks like what you just said. This pay-per-view got thrown together last minute. Hey, who who can we interview backstage? I know who we can interview. I'll get my friend Chris Angel. 
It's true. It's Dude, if you people could see how Joey's, Joey's face, was, Joey's face, but more or less his shoulders when he was Ooh. doing when he was doing the ball impression, <laughs> the way they were swaying. <laughs> what the fuck? I need nice. to clip this when he Do did it. that. But regardless, I, I agree with you, Joey. It's a great pick. Because yep. if we could literally do an episode oh, on just every that. one of our fucking 15 picks. Yep. Yep. Tom, you're first. Okay. So again, like like Joey said, like Zeus and I were laughing before we started recording. Like I remember back in the good old days before we became jaded, angry kiss tards. <laughs> I remember some of my things were like, well, you know, one of my things on Festivus is you know, I don't like the track listing on double platinum. Or, you know, now it's like, go fuck yourself. I hate all of you. But anyway, so I have a couple different things. I have things related to the Kiss New York City weekend and then things related to what's going on in social media. So my things are all over the place. But I'm going to actually start with this one because it is kind of connected or it can be connected to what we're talking about with the pre-show interviews, Chris Angel. And, and, and that is Gene. Now, again, I don't have any inside knowledge. Nobody does. But the appearance of Gene not standing up to Paul as we hit the end of the road, meaning it looks like Paul gets what he wants when he wants. And Gene is just happy to be there. And I'll do my thing in Vegas. I'll do my thing in Electric Lady. Electric Lady. Paul, you want to have a painter? Paul, you want to have Chris Angel? Paul, you want to do this? Wonderful. Paul, you want to have your son open up? Thank you. That was my that was my yeah. next thing. Thank you for that. Paul, you want to have your son? Great. Every decision that Paul makes is in complete disregard for what the fans want. With all due respect, Amber Wilde, they sounded fine. It's the fucking final show. Get a real goddamn band. Maybe with some legacy attached to Kiss. Okay? And that's the thing. So I blame I blame I don't blame Paul because that's Paul. I blame Gene for being like, hey, Paul, you know what? Maybe this is not the right thing. This is the, And it breaks my heart to put Gene on a Festivus list because there's nobody I worship more than him. But I think there should have been a little bit more give and take and not just give to Paul. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I it's so funny. I completely agree with that, but I never thought of it that way. And you yeah. are... God, you are exactly right. It is Gene's fault because you're right. This is Paul's nature. Paul's yep. nature is himself, 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 right? How do I make myself not look like a, a, a loser? I want to yep. look like the superstar, right? Yep. But you're right. This was the time. It's the end. Gene, yep. I know you're not that you're afraid of Paul, but you've let Paul have his whiny way for a long time. This could have been the moment, this last run, stick up for what you know, what we, because I do think Gene is a little in touch with more of what we want than Paul is, obviously. But you're right. He should have stood up to Paul, but I think he's taken that, they, they've had their roles carved out for so long. It, it just, he fell in line, dude. But I, I yeah. agree. That was an amazing pick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I agree with you, Tom. If you think about it, Gene could have, but he's to blame because I think there's a deal made. There was yeah. a deal made at some point. You right. want to continue this? You'll run the brand. I'll I'm going to run the band. I think you're right. I'm going to do this stuff 
and that's it. If you want to continue for the next couple of years, Gene, this is it. Yeah. And Gene, maybe like we don't see it, but in my opinion, is like, you know what? All right, Paul, I'll go along with this. Just for, for keeping the band alive, to keep everything going, I'll go along with what you need. But you said it though, Joe. You're like, you know, they're at the end. He could have stood up, but are they at the end? So right. Paul may have won this end of the road concert band shit, but Gene may win the long term with how do I we know or you anybody about avatars? I mm-hmm. think we should take the avatars here. Where they were at. Paul's like, fucking take it, Gene. And Gene mm-hmm. won out on that, and he cares more about that. And he's like, to him, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let your fucking son run open up. Let the painter yeah. be there. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just stick to the same 20 to 25 songs for four years. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the trade-off. It just, I, it feels like that was the trade-off that they Could did be. at some point. Could be. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the hell this is happening, but I agree with both of you. Yeah. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think you hit it too, Zeus. Maybe Gene is smart enough to pick his battles, right? And yes, yeah. that's, yes. The that's the phrase. I'm like, yeah. he picked his battles. Like, you know what? I'll yeah. get it in the end when we do, where I don't have to work, but I make all the business decisions because for the band afterwards. Right. Because yeah. now that, because it, it, listen, if, if Kiss is over, like we, like everyone thinks it is or whatever it is, and meaning the road kiss and alive kiss, Gene will probably spearhead a lot of this merchandising and, avatar stuff and paul is probably like just okay now do what you want to do and send me the checks maybe you're right maybe maybe gene didn't want to die on the hill of no amber wild can't open yep ain't worth it to him true all right so my uh first one that i'm gonna go with um i know everybody's been waiting for and they knew it was coming and i get a lot of fucking love for this and i get a lot of shit for this and that is uh Everybody's favorite fiance, Ace and his fiance Laura. This shit. Yep. And and I'll get crap. Like, what's your problem? Oh, why do you fucking have to hate on this? Dude, first of all, let's just without being emotional about this, it's not your fucking page. It says Ace Frilly is going live. And for the first seven minutes, I I see a fucking walking cash register. With the fucking close-up of her face and sounding like someone said like Janice from fucking Friends. <laughs> yep. And she may be the sweetest girl and she may be whatever, but to me, it just comes off as so fucking much of a hanger on. Gold digger. Go- ah, what's she gonna get from that? Dude. What are you talking about? I got tax annuities overseas. What are you talking about? I'm constantly cute. Dude, what fucking planet is anybody saying that? Now, I know we'll get, well, who the fuck are you guys to talk about anybody? Who well, gives a on, shit, dude? Hold on, just quickly. Constantly cute is a fucking great song, and I'm oh. off. But anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but regardless, stop putting videos up when you're not. A- I don't mind the ace showing his concerts and how fucking terrible you've ruined his career by showing all these live clips. You should fucking clip those, find a good performance, put that up the next day. Stop putting him up live. Stop putting him up wandering through places. You holding him up like a fucking 90-year-old man 
Oh, where the which fucking way are we going? I, you know, am I going to play over? Am I playing next? No. You're not. Oh, okay. Watching Ace get schlepped through a fucking crowd at Eddie's fucking 40th anniversary thing. Calling fucking, oh, Mark Anthony's going to be playing. Mark Anthony, the Latin musician, is going to be playing there? By and the way, I think... By yeah. the way, I think I think Lara said it was Eddie's birthday celebration. Yeah, yeah. I went down on Eddie's birthday. Where's Ace? Like she's dragging him around like he's like the fucking king of all kings. Weekend at Freely's. <laughs> listen, I, I don't want I don't want to c- come to his defense again. But listen, I agree. Is it is it ridiculous that she's controlling all that stuff? Yeah, but if it's his page and he's letting it happen. He's not, it's not like she's off by herself doing it, right? We, we, it's not like she's right. just doing it. Right. She's with him doing it. So, and I do agree that it's weird that she's controlling it. But if that's how it is, I actually think it's kind of cool to sh- at least show some of the background stuff of events like that. Is it, is it over the top with her in it and constantly yes. FaceTiming? Agreed. I'm not, I'm not de- defending it 100%, but. I do like the behind the scenes footage. Yeah. Of, what? Ace fucking of, falling asleep on a couch. What, what yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> fucking never get- popping something in his mouth as soon as the concert's <laughs> over. I need some breath to- mints. Oh sure they are. We never get to see stuff. You know, even just I wasn't I know you guys were too. I was invited to Eddie's event. I was yep. p- pissed I could I just couldn't get away. I couldn't make it. Yep. And it was fun to see a little, you know, a little it felt like I was there for a few minutes. Hey, am I on next? No. <laughs> Dude, and his performance was fucking brutal, and he got blasted for it. And then, of course, you know, I, oh wait, that's something that he says, so I'll hold off. And again, if he's in a happy, loving relationship, if Ace didn't have all these other fuck-ups that fucked up his career and the disaster he had in the last relationship, which seems exactly going the same way as this one did, then you know what? I wouldn't even bring this up. But the fact of the matter is he's been through this before. She's hogging the line. Why don't I, why don't you know her name? Exactly. I don't know. The, I don't have, I can't, I don't even remember Paul's second wife's first name. I don't know it off the top of my head. Right. Why do I know her name? Right. <laughs> it's no, just right. fucking brutal. Yep. And just, oh, John, what are we going to do? I'm going to be filming. Let me flip the camera. Jesus fucking Christ. But again, do you blame her or do you blame Ace? Honestly. I don't blame Ace. Ace, Ace that's is like, fucking Ace is brain. mush. Ace no, is but mush. That, but guys, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I, I Listen, whether you like it or you think it's annoying, it's not her fault if Ace is letting it, let her, letting her do it. If she's let, if he's letting her do it, then he's okay with her running the page like that, okay. right? You think he has any idea what she's doing or anything is going on? Yes. He, no. He, if he if he's on, has no clue. Dude, he fucking knows it. And even in that video, you can hear, is the, he says, is that my phone? She's live with his own phone, I think. All right. So I'm going to move through the timeline, right? I, I'm sticking with this show. But Do again, it. Like I said, I had other stuff. I was going to talk about videos and yep. covers and like Tom said, those were years past. Yep. Those were those were petty grievances. Yeah. It's now a special year. <laughs> this is a special occasion. Yeah. This is a festivus, really, for the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. So this is something I've really never bitched about in the past. And I'm gonna bitch about it on this episode for this last show because 
just like Kiss says, fuck them. Yep. You can't do anything to the set list for this show. Nothing. You can't two seconds do something different. You and don't tell. I listen. I've been part of big productions. I understand sync to the pyro. I understand sync to the lights. I've read all the the fans out there who think they know what they're talking about. I know all that stuff. I've been part of shows that are synced like that. Two click tracks. Everything's synced to a computer. I get it. But you you don't have you could shut the computer off for five minutes and do a different song and do pyro manually. Or you could take you you tell the guy you're paying who's programming in that programming that stuff, who I know those guys, hey dude. We want to add this to the set list program to this. You got it. Don't tell me you can't change anything because they did this. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. The Tommy Paul trade solo. Oh, So don't tell me you can't Brutal. add stuff in because this was added in. I don't know when, when this was added in, but I've never seen this before. And I saw them at the garden at, on the end of the road tour the last time. And they didn't do this. Whether it was good or bad, I'm not, I don't even care. It was different. So it shows that they could do something different. You can't throw a couple bones. It's your last show ever, supposedly, right? Jesus Christ. Instead of the five minutes trading off back and forth with these ridiculous solos, you can't throw in she. You can't throw in I stole your love. You can't throw in something that would make this night and everyone in that arena think Think that you care a little bit more about this night than every other night. That's that's what I mean about the set list. It's not about hearing I Stole Your Love, dude. I don't give a shit. I've heard I Stole Your Love 100,000 times. I'm going to listen to it on a live too. I love it. It's about knowing the moment and embracing the moment for your fans and your fan base and saying, hey, everyone, we know you've wanted this stuff. We're going to do this for this night. Nobody's going to write online the next day. Oh, but did you see during, you know, they added I Stole Your Love, but the pyro was out of sync. Yeah. Do you believe that? Nobody cares about your pyro anymore. We, The fan base doesn't care. We've seen it all already. Do something different this night than every other night. Yeah, I, I think the one, the one thing I'll co-sign on that was that hearing about the sound check, they played four different songs during soundcheck that were not on the set list. People were getting Plaster Caster. Some people were getting Christine 16. Some people were getting Got to Choose or Harder Than Hell or the, like different songs that, I mean, do I particularly want to hear any of those per se? Maybe not, but they're different. So again, if you're, if you're messing around with those in soundcheck, fine tune them enough to throw them in and say, hey, final show. We're going to pull out Say Yeah, because nobody wants to fucking hear that song ever again. And we're going to give you something off of Love Gun. We're going to give you a Christine 16, a classic off of Alive 2 or whatever. I, I agree, Joey, but b- banging your head against the wall about the set list is, I think, every Kiss fan's like eternal grievance. So I, I absolutely agree with you, of course. And anyway, like you said, this, I don't mean the song. The song means I don't care what song they do. Right. Do something something different. Say, hey guys, tonight's gonna be different. Correct. Yep. You know, I finally watched a portion of the pay per view. Yep. And in the beginning, 
Now, we didn't see this. The host, Allison, makes a point. So, oh, you're going to want to stick around and see this. This show's a little bit different. This is going to... If I was, if I heard that <laughs> and nothing else came but the avatars. Who do you think told her to say that? <laughs> she had a script to read. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, that leads yeah. to, that compounds Joey's grievance. Exactly. Like, they made, we're not stupid. They made, they never denied it's going to be the same set list. They wanted all of us to, to have think. those hints that something's going to happen. Right. Something's going to be different. And, you know, right. part of us all kind of knew it was going to be the same set list. Yep. Oh, yeah. None of us are shocked. No. But Disappointed. Yeah. Just. yeah. Right. And again, listen, it's uh, enough of the argument. Well, they can't. They, what's the difference? They can't change the set list. But guys, come they on. Can. They can do whatever they want. Yep. It's, it's not about. And to say, the no, this is, you have to play the hits on the last night. War Machine, say, yeah, give me a fucking enough. Enough. Right. Yep. You know what it is? It makes it worse. They're not lazy. Paul, right. Gene, and the band are not lazy people. No, they're not. They, they could they easily. The they what could have. The no, no, no. My, that's my point. They could have easily put a couple fucking more practice sessions during different breaks to get this stuff going. Listen, for the final show, every once in a while, let's practice these songs because we're going to do them for the final show. Yep. Yep. Right. They could have done it. They're not lazy. No. But they're just not going to do it. Yeah. So. All right. Next for me, uh, and this is connected to the New York City weekend, but it's also something long term that I cannot fucking stand. We, we've t- kind of talked about it a little bit, and that is the uh, all these merch hoarders, uh, these pieces of shit that buy this stuff for absolutely no other reason than to go resell it. And I can't stand it. And I get it. You know, we're hearing stories about people going where the newspapers are and walking away with stacks of the New York Post because it has the wraparound of the band. Stories about people going to the merch booths and literally buying piles of tour programs. Okay. People going when Madison Square Garden was opening up early to sell merch, people going there strictly to strip out all the shirts. The pizza boxes, the metro cards, and this happened. This is not just New York City weekend. This is the same thing when Kiss releases anything new on Kiss Online, an anniversary edition, anything like that. The people who buy it all strictly to fuck people on eBay. And again, I get it. I know this is America. I understand the business capitalism, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. Doesn't make it right. I hate it. I think it's ugly, and I think it's a really disgusting look. And I think. The people behind it are seedy, nasty, dirty fucking people. And if you're listening to me right now and you're one of them, I don't give a fuck because I think it's I think it's vile. And I think New York City was the center of the earth for this problem. And it was horrible to see. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I can't disagree with any of that. You know, it's it's but it's it's human nature, right? Yep. It's, I agree. I agree. I know. Supply, supply and demand, right? Yep. For pe- you know, same thing with concert tickets, right? It's same thing as for everything that we do nowadays. I know. If something has a limited quantity and there's more than that quantity of people who want it, the hoarders who have access or the means to, to buy in bulk, buy in bulk, and then resell to the idiots who buy open to pool pay over price. The Kiss fans or any fan base out there or ticket fan, whoever you are, Taylor Swift, Kiss, Bruno Mars, whoever you fans you are, the discipline is 
Fuck them. Don't buy them. Don't buy it overpriced. But we all do. We're, we're collectors, right? I'm not a big Kiss collector either, but I'm a, I'm a comic collector. I'm, a, I'm an action figure collector. I collect things. I, over, I overpay for stuff. When, when I know something is limited and rare, I'm an idiot. I run out and overpay for it on the second, secondary market. That's just our nature. But at least um, with concert tickets, at least with concert tickets, there's a limit. Ticketmaster will li- or whatever the you know limit four per customer limit. You know, and and that that's for a re- that's that exists for that exact reason. Now I know you can buy four tickets and then go sell them for ten times the price on friggin' StubHub or eBay. I get that, but to see somebody go to a merch booth and walk away with an armful of tour programs, you're a piece of shit. I mean, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts. That's not up for debate in my world. You are a piece of shit if you're walking away with an armful of tour programs. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I, you've heard us talk about this. Yeah, no, times. I know. I, yeah, I agree no. with you 100%. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong, but it's at least it's not limited to Kiss. I, again. Oh, no, no, no. I know that. I know that. Like I said, I I'm an action figure collector. Yep, I, I know. I used to see these disgusting animals. Yep. In Toys R Us with shopping carts. Yep. They, they run into a store, literally go like this on the shelves and take every figure off the shelf and pile it into their carts yep. and go to the register, buy it. And then they would go to their comic shops and sell them for three and t- four times the amount. I get you. Yep. Yeah. What you'll get is in response is you fucking communist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and that's and, and this has nothing to do with capitalism or communism or fascism or any ism. It's just. You know, what's right is right. But anyways, go ahead, Zeus. All right. So for me, number four, and it's about uh, all the members, but more specifically, Paul, and that is stubbornness and pettiness. Mm -hmm. So there was the comment I made last week about Peter being really petty about fucking the, uh, you know, using Beth or whatever. And then, but it all stems back from. None of this would be happening if it wasn't for Paul's pettiness. Oh, and when I mean petty, I mean petty. Like shit for no reason, like shitting on Peter. We've mentioned this before. Shitting on Peter in his second book for no reason. It's the only comment really about the music, and it's a shit on Peter Chris. Um, and that fucking pettiness and stubbornness is why we have this shit at the end of the road. Yep. He does not want anybody that he feels could fucking just anything make tiniest bit be off with his final. It's his show. It's his final run. I want it all my way. Well, let's what about the music? As Joey said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. We're going with the same music. And here's my answer to any time anybody asks me about changing the set list. Well, you know, every time I go to the song, a concert and the stones play in use. Okay. We've heard that fucking story a million times, but no one gets to fucking push back on him on these questions, all that stuff, where they go and play, what songs they play, who's opening up, who he gives no fucks about anything. The last few years about guest, he yep. is so fucking stubborn. So fucking in his way. Nobody gets to tell him anything. Nobody gets to change anything. And if you fucking touch him like this, that's it. Yep. You're out of my world. You're cut off. Cut him out. The fuck did Steven Tyler ever do to him? Sing better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he, he can't even be mentioned. 
right. when he's being interviewed about Steven Tyler. That's yep. beneath him to yep. talk about it. Like yep. this fucking pettiness has caused the fucking tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you. Great watching your fucking video come up and then a big fucking thing gets plastered. You can't use this because of copyright infringement. That's your biggest song. You guys look like idiots. If yep. that was the case, you should have taken it out of the set list and taken Eric's stupid popping out of the fucking basement cellar with his stupid ass wig out of the program and stop doing it. Pay the man his money. So this is the one of the things we talked about last week. If Peter's being petty, like, fuck you, you're not going to use my stuff. If they wanted to, couldn't they just get around it and just pay the yes. licensing rights? Joe, oh, you're no. saying no. No, no matter no. what they said, Peter can be like, fuck you. We'll give no. you a million so, dollars to play it. So if you notice, uh, the way sync licensing works is on, and, and I'm not I'm not super versed in this, from, but from what I know is on the live pay-per-view, people saw Beth. Right. But on the replay, it, you can't because that's where the sync license has to have permission and, and a fee, of course, or just permission, whatever it is, from the, the owner, which is Peter owns the, the publishing of that, of that song. So, and, uh, Stan Pembridge, I guess, but, uh, without Peter's permission, you can't just pay for it. Like at the, you can't pay the publishing company. Hey, um, ASCAP music. Here's 20 grand. We want to use this. We want to use Beth in this. It has to, you have to have that written off by the publishing company with, with some kind of fee plus permission from the owner. No way around it. They, they they couldn't pay him more enough. Kiss Kiss doesn't care about the replay. We don't know about it. We don't know. But but think about it. You think, you you think Kiss gives a fuck about your ability to replay Beth? No, but I'm wondering if they ever went back to him. He's like, you know, the, the fee is 20,000. And, and, Paul, I don't and know, Peter's like, like Peter's like, I'm not doing it for that. He's like, all right, I don't we'll give you any- double that, Peter, as a thank you. We'll give you a hundred thousand yeah. to play it. Do you think they offered him something? No. I don't know. No, I think Paul's like, then fuck the fans. They don't get to see it on the replay. I agree. That's, That's what pisses me off. Yep. That you want to hear, hear what I actually think? Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually think Kiss is so poorly managed right now. Yep. That. It was a lapse in judgment. Even as far as if people were telling me that the beginning of rock and roll in, in the beginning of the show, you don't hear the Zeppelin, you hear a clip of the Zeppelin song and then it gets cut. It's like a, a, a instrumental track of a kiss song of Love Gun or something, right? Did you guys hear this? No, they played rock and roll before the no, show. No, but they no, cut it off. They cut it off. They didn't not on the replay. It. Oh, okay. Oh, oh on oh. the replay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So even rock and roll, they could have gotten that permission. Yeah. I think. They didn't even think of it. They didn't realize it. Yeah, so they don't they fucking care. Good. Po- either or way, e- ca- e- either way, either way, it's it's a sign of mismanagement. <laughs> right. Yes. I, either way, it's a mismanagement sign. Yep. I will bet my life. Yep. That they did not contact Peter's publishing company and/or Peter to yep. offer him any money for it. I think they didn't even think of it. And then last minute, the rights got that got disputed somehow, and it got cut. And they don't think enough. Like, listen, we got this. We can't go out like this. Let's give Peter a nice, generous thing and say almost like a thank you, or the same thing with the Zeppelin thing. Like, get that thing. Doc was fucking checked out. He didn't give a fuck. They were all checked out. We've been saying this for a while. Paul's Paul's like, I can't wait for this to fucking end. Think about the reunion and how big they went out. 
and how yeah. they big they started, right? And then think about where they ended. That's right. Joey, right. what do you got? And dude, dude, yeah, your your whole pick was great, Zeus, by the way. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with all, everything you said about Paul and his yep. pe- he's so petty, especially at listen, at this point of his life, maybe he deserves to be petty. I don't, you know, well, I'm not I'm not here to judge Paul Stanley, but you're right. Whether it's 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 you know, it's good or bad, he's petty. Yeah. Whether we think it's warranted or not is is not us for us to say again, but he's he's petty in everything he does. Okay. So my number three, again, going this this really could have been my number one, but because I'm gonna go chronologically here from this last show, I'm gonna go with this one here just because chronologically the next two kind of have to happen. And I gotta go with absolutely no mention at all of this final show during this final show of any past members any acknowledgement of past members road crew families any management current management former management how about text fran paul's longtime tech passed away on this tour from COVID and possible lack of, you know, care from, from, from the KISS crew of COVID. And, you know, that's under speculation, but that's the rumor that's out there. How do you not take 20 seconds and acknowledge Ace, Peter, Bruce, Vinny, Mark, Eric Carr? How do they not talk about anything in the past, and even if you don't, even if you you say to yourself, you know what, I, like you said, Paul's so petty. Even if you don't take time out of the show to talk about it, nothing on the pre-show, nothing on the end of the show, show a video tribute. All you had to, that would have that would have appeased us. Would I have loved it? No, but at the very least, it would have a video at the end of the show would have at least given some of us some closure to say, hey, we do care about other, our history. We do care about every member of our band and our road crew and our management and our tech staff that once upon a time shed blood, sweat, and tears for us to get us where we are. At one, just give us 30 seconds of that, anything, that shows emotion and a thank you and appreciation for everyone that got you there. Bill Coin, Sean Delaney, your original road crew, JR, Moose, Neil Bogart, Joyce Biowitz, all these original people. And then moving forward, Glickman and Marks, um, Doc McGee, your families, then Bruce. Eric, through all those 80s years that, that helped you carry the torch, Vinny, Mark, who passed away. I know you don't love Vinny. God, mention him. Peter and Ace, you don't have to. I'm not saying Paul had to swallow his pride and mention it live. Do a, do a tribute video at the end as everyone's walking out with God Gave Rock and Roll playing and send us all away feeling like you did give a shit about your history. Joey, it's been two weeks since the final show, and I'll tell you right now, 
I think that is, in my opinion, the single most egregious offense by the band was that the final show was literally another end of the road show, completely indistinguishable from every other end of the road show that Zeus and I have seen. And I think that is unforgivable. Like you said, I'm not when no one's asking for the band to get out there and shed a tear, a video montage, a history of the band, the faces of, of people, something, something to acknowledge something. And eventually we'll get to one of my grievances about more on this, but I, I find that I really, really find that despicable and unforgivable. I knew somebody would pick this, so I didn't yeah. put this on my list. Yep. And honestly, this may be the number one of all 15 fucking things we list. I agree. I, I guess I will say this. It also leads back to what I just said, Ton. Stubbornness. I, I mean, I know I I shouldn't say I know, but I feel, I feel my opinion is this is Paul. Yep. This is not Gene. No. This is Paul. Which sticks, leads to mine about Gene not standing up to Paul. Sticks <laughs> his middle finger up. Yeah. Fuck yous all. I didn't fucking need you. I carried this band. Yeah, Gene help. For all these years. Fuck you. Ace, yep. you want to make comments about me? Guess what I'm gonna do? To the detriment of the fans. That's right. He'd rather shit and hold his grudge against Ace than love the fans and give them what they want. Absolutely. To be, to be like, fuck you, Ace. We just finished. We just fucking dominated. And we didn't need you. That's right. I don't need fucking you, Vinny. You're not going to fucking ruin my last day on stage by bringing your name up. Yep. It's true. It was his middle finger to all of them. Now, as far as a montage, how about this, Joey? How about the perfect way, if Paul is so petty, is why didn't they do that interview where Allison was talking in the beginning? Throw a montage of all that stuff. And you can have Paul and Gene talking about former members. Yeah, I remember the 70s. We had fucking JR. We had fucking Big John. We had, uh, you know, fucking Sean and Bill. And then move it along and show video clips and stuff. That takes five minutes. Oh, where would we be without Eric and Bruce in the 80s? You know, Vinny came in, gave us a fucking good punch. It's all Paul. It's all Paul. And then at the end. When you're done, you don't want to fucking blow Ace or Peter. Great. All you got to do is take the microphone, give it to Eric. Let Eric say thank you to my family, my friends. Give it to fucking Tommy. Tommy may say, I want to thank the fucking road crew for the last 12 years for helping us sync up the tracks for a fucking last 20 years. (laughs) Then Gene. I want to thank all the previous members. Let Gene do it. And then Paul, I want to thank our families that were there for everybody. But most of all, I want to thank you guys. Mm-hmm. What did that take me? Yep. Two seconds to come up with that idea. Mm-hmm. If they did that and they had a montage in the beginning, I bet you they would have fucking killed half the grievances. They don't the care. Fans walking they out. don't fuck. You think they give a fuck that we're doing a Festivus episode I, right I'm now? I'm telling you, I think it's fucking Paul. It ain't Gene. Oh, it I is. I think but, it's Paul being but like, that leads, hey, but all that you lead, fuckers, even you fans, I don't need you fuckers. But that leads into my, my, my grievance and your grievance, Zeus, go hand in hand. Paul being stubborn and Gene not standing up to Paul. It's all one big thing that leads to where we are. And then Gene made the trade-off. 
All right. That's right. But then you'll let me create the avatars and run with it <laughs> afterwards, right, Paul? That's right. And we can let your son open up and yep. we won't acknowledge anybody on the last show. It'll be about you and your two best friends, Desmond yep. and Chris Angel. Chris Angel. But you know what? I would almost respect them more, especially Paul. All all they ever say in every interview is scripted, right? It's always the same spiel, blah, blah, blah. If Paul would just come out and say, you know what? Like you said, Zeus, we, me and fuck everyone else. We, me and Gene held the ship down. We're not thanking anyone else. Tonight's our night. Yep. Fuck everyone else. At least have respect and say it. Don't bullshit me and say, we're here for the fans. We're yep. here to yeah. give you what you want. We're here to honor our legacy. No, it's a politician you're not. fucking speech. You, you yeah. yep. I'm here and for I'm you. So I'm fighting for you. <laughs> Kisses the Kiss Corporation has taken over, and they're so mechanical. Jesus Christ, a guy like Bruce, who all he does is champion everything Kiss. He is yep. the, the perfect member of, of Kiss because all he does is speak beautifully about everything you've ever done. He's he's he never complains. He he's an ambassador for the band. He's an ambassador for his era of the band, especially yep. living on that legacy. Yep. You can't invite Bruce and his wife to this event. Even if, again, listen, I'm not even talking about getting them on stage. Yeah, I understand it. You don't want that debacle with the makeup and the blah, blah, blah. And even though I disagree with that, I'm not even going to get into that. No, you can't have Bruce and his family. Eric Carr and his family there, obviously not Eric Carr, but his family all there and honor them and treat them like kings and queens for all they've given you over the years. Even if you hate Peter and Ace right now, which is bullshit, you should invite them to, even if it's not, even if it was not to perform just to be there for the event, because they, they both did not get a call from, from anyone in the kiss camp. I'll yep. tell you that firsthand. Nobody called Peter. Nobody called Ace. That lie that you know they're telling online. Well, we inv- it's an open invitation. Bullshit. Make a phone call and say, "Listen, you guys are welcome. We can't have you on stage because of the the makeup debacle that's going to cause. But we would love you to be part of the night with us. Just be backstage to celebrate with us. You couldn't have all of them there just to celebrate. Everyone else that was in the Kiss crew that's still alive." Bring them to the garden to celebrate. Not Chris fucking Angel. No. Not that I have anything against that stupid bastard. But I'm saying, honor these people for what they did for you. Yep. All right. My next one here. Uh, This actually doesn't have anything to do with the band. I'm going to veer off. This actually doesn't have to do with the band proper. This is more of uh, people out there in social media world. And Zeus and I talk about this a lot. Uh. You know, and this is when we might start veering off and do uh, offending people, but I don't give a fuck because that's what Festivus is all about. Um, and that is the that is the kiss click whores, meaning <laughs> the people who love to post something about kiss, and they're not a kiss podcast, they're not a kiss group, they're not a kiss publication, they're just somebody out there that likes to post something about kiss because they know it's like dropping a 
little bit of blood in the water and the kiss sharks are going to come for it. It gets them clicks. It gets them interactions. It gets them retweets and reposts and they know it. And that's all the reason they do it. We see it all the time. And every time Zeus and I say it, we screenshot it to each other and be like, look at this fucking click hole right here. When was the last time they posted something about kiss? Never. But now they know that people are paying attention. So now they're going to do it. It's, it's, it's just bullshit. And I know that that's the nature of social media. I get it but it's still just friggin' phony and disingenuous and just bullshit. My, minor pet, minor <laughs> petty grievance. Juice is laughing here because he doesn't know what to say. No, that's, I mean, that's not a petty, petty grievance, but that's the internet in general. Exactly. You, oh, you I know, know that. That's, yeah, yeah that's I know. Not just, it's so what I, and it's so funny too, because you can, you can, you can see people getting riled up or you can rile someone up so easily. Yes. It's, it's, and I get it. And I, you can see the people who do it for fun just to rile someone else up. Yes. And if, yes. if the people who are getting riled up don't see that, yes, they're to blame. Correct. They're to blame. Yes. It's funny you say that, Tom. Uh, so obviously most people listen to the show know I'm a big Boston Bruins hockey fan. Yep. So in 2015, they had three draft picks in the first round, 13, yep. 14, 15. They fucked up. The only one left is really Jake DeBrusque. And like after that, there was like five other guys have made all stars. So they had 13, 14, 15, and like five other guys have made all. If there, if there isn't a week, if the Bruins give up a bad goal or lose a game, yeah. well, they fucked up the 2015. <laughs> all anybody has to do yep, is it's... put the 2015 draft. Yep. Like they never did anything after that. Yep. They didn't get David Posternock. Who's a 60 goal scorer at number 26? They didn't get fucking Brandon Carl. I know I'm going off track, but yeah, at, no, in I... the second round, like all the, Patrice Bergeron was a second round pick, Marshawn, a third round pick, guys that are Hall of Fame. We don't fucking praise those picks. They fucked up 13, 14, 15. <laughs> so one of yep. the guys is defenseman. He's still in the fucking league. He's in the minors right now for the Bruins. They just put him on waivers. It has nothing because he was in Providence. The guy wants a play somewhere. So as a favor, they're like, we'll release you and see if somebody will pick you up. What the fuck happens? Oh, what the fuck? That's exactly what this is. Someone has to bring this up. Hey, uh, guys, there's something about Kiss Avatars. What do you think? Yep. That's all it is. Not an opinion. Strong one way or the other. It's just to float it out there like a little bird. Put it out kiss, there and see what Kiss happens. avatars, yay or nay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on this? I have thoughts on it. Yeah, like, but it's so it's so funny because the morons who, who take the bait. Oh, I know. Oh, oh my God, it's epic. And I yep. listen, as much as you're you're right, as it's it's a grievance, Tom. I love the drama. I oh, me too. Are you seeing... kidding me? I I love yeah. it. I love it. Yes right. and no. So, yes and no. You know, I, it I gets mean, it gets ex- it can get exhausted. Yeah. But here's the I, thing, though. There's another aspect of we had in touch, and I, I know we got to move things along. But yeah. there's another aspect of it, and I don't. I, I mean, again, everyone's gonna hate us by the time this is fucking over. But oh yeah, there are podcasts out there that constantly insult Kiss, Kisses beneath and stuff. But when they want their clicks, that's what we're talking about. Is a kiss story. That's right. That's what bugs us. That's yes. I stopped fucking caring about them. Oh, kiss does that. But hey, we're doing a kiss episode this week. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, kisses in the news. I'm going to retweet a kiss article, even though we don't talk about them. And when we do, we shit on them. Yeah, it's like, oh, but why don't why don't you follow this act? This act is really better. They have he's a better audience. He cares about his fans. Why are you following kiss? Oh, kiss has problems. Oh, quick. Let me run online and fucking put something up there. There you go. What the fuck, dude? That's where that's the other aspect of it. I agree with you. Uh, Number three for me. I call him Kiss Apologists. Go for it. Dude, our fucking website, <laughs> our fucking Facebook group especially, has been bombarded. We've, like, you know, over a thousand and more in a week. Yeah. We have gotten so many people. And what sucks about this is instead of being happy to get, wow, our page is growing, it's made it worse. The, the the OGs of the loudcasters whose comments are usually funny or interesting or start a great conversation, they're drowned out by stupid shit. Yep. And what ends up happening is I ignore the trolls, okay? But people have to put up stuff like and they're new to us and they don't understand our sense of humor. So they'll be like, I don't understand this. Why are you? How are you guys a kiss page here? You guys seem like you're fucking haters. What, dude? What did we say in our first episode about kiss? We're not fucking giving them foot rubs. Yep. And so we got inundated with all these new people that don't listen to the show, have no idea what's going on, and don't get the sense of humor on there. And they cannot stand the smallest of criticism. None. So even. Well, why, why do you care? I, 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 uh, this was some, uh, one of the things I, I saw recently from a comment. Well, you know, it's just like the Kiss Cruise. It's sold out. So I know it was supposed to be the last cruise, but they got a second one. I was glad to be on that. Well, why the fuck did you fucking tell me it was exclusive and let me run out and spend all that money to get the first cruise? And then you sold the next one the following week. This is bullshit. Exactly. Well, why is that your problem? It helped me out. Why does he do it? Don't go then. If you don't like, dude, dude that right there, that right comment? there. Can we fucking make a comment without you, know, you I, fucking blowing kiss? I'm going. I'm going. Kidding me? I'm going to save my response on this because it segues into one of the things on my list. So I'll save it. But 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 yeah, Joey. No, I mean, obvi- listen. Obviously, you're so right. Again, it's 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 a joke. How you can make an excuse for anything? Anything, especially kiss fans, will make an excuse. For fucking anything. But there's always those two sides of that coin, right? There's always the people who are going to bitch about everything. And then the people who can try to justify the bitching or justify what they did. It's the same argument, though, Joey. It's the same argument. What do you care? Then don't go. Leave it for us fans that really enjoy it. Or fucking some idiot put up something recently. (laughs) Sorry, you might be a fucking big listener of ours. (laughs) But like, oh, kiss avatars. I'm excited. Fucking, I we can't wait to see what the future holds, dude. You walked out of there thinking you're excited about the avatar. Not to me- not to mention, dude, you're you're to post that on a group and do it seriously. You are clueless about what loudcast. <laughs> humbled. If he said that to me walking out, if I saw some moron, God, oh golly gee, I'm so <laughs> excited about the avatar. 
I would have clotheslined him right in the fucking neck. Smash him with a fucking golden ticket across the head. <laughs> you know what's sad? You know there are people that are like that. Of course. Totally. <laughs> fucking the kiss apologist for everything. Yep. I don't understand this. Why do you have a page on them if you're going to fucking, you know, comment on negatively about them? Like, well, even this episode, you're going to see people go, well, well, I don't understand. Why do you guys have a, why do you have a kids podcast? That's why we do this every year. Because we, if you guys hate kids, why do you guys, why do you have a kids podcast? You moron. Because we love kids. We're exactly. complaining about the things we don't like. You can't like everything they do. And you if know what you I do, say, Joey? You're an idiot. You know what I say? Then why are you commenting on us? If you like, you know, if you don't like something, just scroll by it. Okay. Then why okay, are you then, commenting on my comment? Then scroll That's by. What doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking A. All right, Joey, you're right. second. The last. <clears throat> okay. So this is obviously a big one. We're getting to we're getting to the head of the of the, the beast here. Jesus Christ. It was there. Any emotion showed at this last show. I Perfect. saw, I walked Perfect. into this show and I, again, you guys did the same thing as I did before, right? All the pre-parties, everyone was riding high. We're ready for the final night of our heroes, right? We walk in the garden. Our emotions are ready. You could have tugged at me like this. Beep, a little, give me a little sprinkle. Beep. Yep. And I would have bawled my eyes out. And I think everyone else in that arena felt the same way. We were ready to experience the end together. Yep. And we got absolutely zero heart, zero soul, zero emotion from anyone in that band. And I'm going to, obviously we're going to start with Paul because Paul's the front man and he talks, he talks for kiss, right? But Paul, I'm so listen. We know Kiss has been scripted from day one. 1974 interview on on uh, Mike Douglas and yep. all the way through their career. Every interview they've ever done, scripted. This is the greatest album since Destroyer. They say it every every album <laughs> since Destroyer, right? And they they're always on script. You, this is the night to be off script, and I don't mean the whole night. Do your shtick, do your thing. Show me you're not a robot. Show me you're not an avatar yet. Show me something that you are a person talking from the heart and you care about yourself. You care about your legacy. You care about everyone who got you there. You care about us, the fans. Show me something. 30 seconds, five seconds. Something off the usual kiss script, anything to give me some kind of emotion. And that's just for Paul. And I'm not going to leave the other guys out of this because you know what? It's the last night. Grab the fucking mic and say something. Gene, you don't talk during the show. I get it. You can't grab the mic and say, Paul, I have to say something. Mm -hmm. Even if Paul didn't want you to do it and you talked about it before, grab the fucking mic and say, we love you so much. We can't believe we're here. After 50 years, we're still selling out Madison Square Garden. This is the way we want it to go out. And we thank you from mm -hmm. the bottom of our hearts. We love you. We, my tears would have been shooting like mm -hmm. fucking fireworks out of my eyes. And everyone else would have been. All we needed was a second tug on our heartstrings. Give us something to show us 
You care about yourself, your legacy, the people who got you there, and the fans. Now, Joey, so we were blessed and lucky enough to be in the second row on the floor for that final show. And I was blown away, and I've seen some photos and some artwork made, and it blew me away because I thought, okay, we might be in for something tonight. At near the end of Detroit Rock City, the opening song, Paul went up to Gene, and it looked raw. It looked like raw emotion, where Paul kind of put like you do with your friend, like you wrap your arm around like a headlock, kind of, like an and almost almost kind of gave Gene like a kiss, like holy shit, guy, that's the last time the curtain's ever going to drop. Me and you just did it. And I looked at it and I got, I'm kind of getting like a goosebump right now. Talking about it, I'm like, I can't believe there's a little bit of something here for, for a, a split. There's, there's something unscripted happening right now. And just like that, it was gone. There was not a minute for the rest of the night. I thought that was the sign of stuff to come, that there was going to be, like you said, some displays of emotion, some raw energy, so, uh, some kind of unscripted feeling about what was happening that night. and. I saw it for a millisecond, but that was it. Yeah, I, I will say this, and I don't want to get in too much deal because I kind of we kind of already touched a lot about these. Some of these are overlapping. All I know is Paul's therapist is going to make a fucking fortune at the end of this. <laughs> he is going to make a fortune. <laughs> There's going to be all sorts of regrets, comments, in things going through Paul's brain in his therapy session. That's on him, not us. So, Tom. Where am I right now? I am at number four. Okay. Um, I, it's kind of piggybacking what you were just talking about, Zeus, with the kiss apologists, uh, the back and forth. But like more specifically what I'm seeing. So, Zeus and I shouted out Loudcasters, the group. Thank God. We're almost up to 8,000 members. It's fucking fantastic. We're the admins of it. We, we see when people, you know, report posts and do stuff. Don't report a post because somebody disagreed with you. Are you out of your fucking mind? We can see what you're reporting. And when I see these posts, I'm sitting there going, are you three years old or are you an adult? Post reporting is for when something is a threat. If it's racist, if it's violent, if it's hatred, if it's something, mis it's something bullying, bullying. It's not something to be like, Hey, gee, how long have you been a fan? I've been a fan my whole life. I'm going to report this post to the admins. Are you out of your fucking mind? Grow up. I, I, believe me, I could spend another 45 minutes on the behavior of the Facebook groups, right. and I'm not Dude, going to, but specifically, the right. post reporting thing, is you guys should be embarrassed. If, yeah. Right. If you're on Facebook reporting a post, because you should some, be if embarrassed. I, if, I, if, I'm on, if I'm on Facebook, and it's happened to me, if I'm joking, joking around with people and i go you are an idiot and that post gets reported i'm like holy shit what get it what the world we live in i was just i was i was going down a rabbit hole today of uh old archie bunker all in the family episode oh, <laughs> oh, nice. i mean yeah. if the the world we live in is so oh, yeah. neutered right now it is so unfortunate that nobody can just talk and joke around and be sarcastic it's a shame yeah, um, I I agree a hundred percent as admin co admin with this. The shit that comes through our fucking 
stuff. Oh, God. Which will lead me to my number uh, four. And that is the Kiss Haters. Oh, God. So I just did the apologists. Now I'll do the other side. People that have nothing better to do in their lives than to go on to something that they don't like and try to ruin it for other people. Kiss sucks. Kiss sold out since they lost Ace. Fucking Kiss has always been about the fucking money. You guys are suckers. You're so fucking stupid. Oh, Kiss tards are fucking morons. Yep. So that gets reported to us stuff. So we got to the point, like, before this influx of the end of the road last couple of shows, most of the stuff were handled inside. Once in a while, you'd get a back and forth between a couple of people on our page. Now, all it is was an influx of fucking stupidity and fights. The trolls came out of nowhere to fucking jump on every kiss. It's not just us. Every kiss group out there and just be ha ha, you suckers, you are kiss avatars or the fucking ace post where they fucking meme him. Ha ha, kiss avatars. Well, that's not rock and roll. Uh, Like, dude, fuck off. Brutal. Why are you coming on these pages to do that shit? Yep. It's like, how low is your fucking life? That you have nothing better to do than to do this shit and seek out Kiss fans and just and your goal is to literally kick sand in their face. I don't listen to fucking Chris Brown's music. Yeah. Am I going on Chris Brown websites and be like Chris Brown sucks? Yes, you, you should. Know, you know Chris Brown is a fucking chick beater. He beats yep. up women. Like yep. maybe that's true, but why do I need to start fights with people that like him about yep. that? Like. What the fuck? Just think about that. That's what it is. Going up there and saying the worst thing possible, somebody, and just fucking shitting on. Who's that fucking Caitlyn Jenner? Did she run over somebody and kill somebody with her car? I'm not going on her fucking page and be like, hey, didn't you commit vehicular manslaughter a couple years back? (laughs) Like, just fucking leave it alone. You don't like it. Leave it alone. It is not the same thing. Like, listen, obviously, there's no bigger ball breaker than I am. Yep. And if my, especially sports, I'm a diehard sports fan. My team wins. My own son, I break his balls. He's a Devils fan. Yep. If the Rangers beat the Devils, I'm going to kill him and rag on him. And yeah, because that's fun. Yeah, my buddy on Facebook, I'll post a p- picture of the Mets losing. It's the greatest thing ever. But you don't go on social media pages with strangers Right, just to dig them <laughs> for no reason about something you don't even like. Yeah, I understand if you love Kiss and then they they shit on you and you're complaining, but if you don't even care about them and you're shitting on the whole fan base, what are you doing? What kind of life and, do you have? And the other thing too that we always talk about, Zeus and I talk about, is <sighs> the intent. Is the intent? If you're not, if you're doing it maliciously, if you're doing it with hatred, if you're not, if you're not doing it tongue in cheek. If you're not doing it with some humor, with some, hey, I can laugh at myself. I'm a kiss tart. I can laugh at it. Let's have some fun with this stupidity. It's the intent. And these people are coming out with vitriol, with nastiness. And it just and it just takes the fun out of it. And you're the same kind of fucking asshole that walks away with a stack of tour programs. You're the same kind of douchebag. Yeah, I, I just don't fucking get it. 
Nope. It's if if they're not your band, then fuck off. They don't right. listen to them. Like exactly. what? Do you, what is your point? But the point is, somewhere along the line, their fucking kiss feelings were hurt, and I right. got to fuck right. with other people. Yep. And make everybody else's, and they just ruin the fun. Yep. So, and the people that don't get us are people that don't listen to the podcast. Oh, that's the you worst. Guys, you guys are the sad. Oh, you guys can make fun of them, but we can't. There's a difference. Anybody listens to the show after six years of five years of doing this, next year will be six. Yep. Um, we don't like the band. Yeah. Of okay. course we do. You got a podcast about Kiss for six years. Guess what, idiots? You love the band. We exactly. just spent four we just spent four days in New York City going to two fucking shows. I hate Kiss. Okay. Yeah. But but that's the difference. They feel like, oh, what the fuck? Why do you they, you should right. know where our where we're coming from. Same thing with Joey, right? But it's Everybody also he listens to Joey and talk about Kiss his whole life. He loves them. If right. you just fucking clip this episode, you'd be like, right. Joey, right. I hate Kiss. <laughs> but, but also, but also, Kiss fans themselves are to blame because they're so sensitive. They feed into the haters. What are you talking about? Tommy Thay has been in the band longer than Ace. He's better than Ace. Like, yeah. just let let it go, Tom. That was your number three on Kiss grievances uh, on Kiss Festivus two. Oh, it'll humorless, be humorless kiss fans. Thank you, See, It's the same shit. It never goes away. <laughs> All right. Joey, wrap it up. What do you got for five, brother? All right. So we're 17 hours into the episode. <laughs> yeah, we got no okay. We're still okay. bitching about kiss. But so this is really not my number one, but because I went timeline wise, that you know, from the beginning of this yep. kiss show to yep. the end, I gotta end with my number one grievance this year. And it's not the the avatars themselves. It's the timing yep. of the avatars. Now, yep. I'm not going to talk about whether I like or dislike the avatars. I don't know. I'm a big cartoon, uh, CGI, comic book fan. So if I saw a movie with these avatars based on the Elder, I'd be the first in line to watch this. I'd we love it. Yep. But. You got to take a step out of what you're doing and realize the moment that you're in, this is your final moment to, of, 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 of your concert history, supposedly. And you have a, a fan base of 20,000 watching you and millions at home watching you. And we want, like going back to number two, we want to see some raw emotion or, or tribute to former members. And instead... We get a fucking commercial at the end of this episode. And I'm not saying the avatars are wrong or bad, but the timing of this, you, you, you you are a giant fucking pterodactyl and you shit all over the fucking arena. You shit on all our heads. That's what you did. You You shit shit on my house. You You shit shit on my house. Yes, exactly right. (laughs) It was, you know, I, I said it on, I've said it before. I said it on other interviews. It was like watching the movie The Christmas Story. Oh, the best. When Ralphie gets all his codes from the Little Orphan Annie fucking radio show, and he's digging in, he's finally got his fucking decoder, and he's decoding, he's doing all this shit, he's finally got it, he's so excited, he's been waiting for months, he's got the code, he can decipher the code, What's what? what are they telling us? 
be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> exactly. You've got to be fucking kidding me. The timing yep. of this, what they did, was so poor. And the judgment of this, whoever, again, it goes back to the Kiss Camp, not only them. you got to take a step back and see the big picture and say, guys, let's January. The countdown should have been December 31st. On the new year, our 50th anniversary, we're turning ourselves into avatars. It would have been welcomed. Maybe some people would have shit on it, but it would have at least been open arm. The way they did it was such poor judgment and piss poor management. Why? Because fuck them. Joey, that is my number five as well. Because I think I, I, I still have open judgment on the whole avatar thing. I don't I don't know where I stand, but give it time to breathe. We just watched the confetti fall for the last time. We just watched you walk off the stage for the last time. Let it breathe. Instead, like we said last week, we're walking out of Madison Square Garden going, what the fuck was that? What is that? Let it breathe. Show some separation between events, but they can't help themselves. And you're right. Because fuck them, that's why. That's my number we, five as well. We talked about this last week. Yep. If anything, it's the final middle finger to their fans. It's true. Hey, you fucking dummies out here. <laughs> yep. We're going to end with another sales pitch. Yep. We're going to hit you with this. Here's your QR code. In other words, you're not our fucking fans and we wouldn't have been here without you. You are a mark. Your customers. And we're going to fucking use you. That's right. Even for the last time. We yep. can't just show an appreciation for all that you've given us. Nope. We want more yep. at the end. You're a customer. Here's another pitch. And we talked about this. Uh, Tom, I, I, I said to you, I feel it was like this was going to happen. Whoever's doing the avatars. And someone said to them, well, maybe you should do this right afterwards. And eh, I don't know if we should. We'll give you a million dollars because I think. That'll cause a lot of a lot of fucking eyes, a lot of attention if you do it right at the end. For a million, make it a million two, and I'll do it. Million two. Here you go, guys. Fine. Even if it's ten million, they gotta understand legacy. And you're not taking that ten million to the grave, you idiots. You're in your late mid seventies. Do you not know Kiss? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> enough, enough is enough. Bullshit. Legacy means we all everything. agree with you, Joey. Memory but they means everything. But that's just you, the thing. That's the final insult to everybody. You thought we cared about you loving us. Here's what we really think about you at the end of our last show. Yeah, you are just a fucking mark to us. Which is which is why two weeks later we're gonna sell all the exclusive New York City shit on our website because we know exactly. you're gonna fucking buy it. No matter what you say, you you were no more than fucking money for us. Yep. And that's it. Is that that's also your final... is, that, is, is that also your your final one? No. 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 Okay, okay. I'm no. sorry. Go ahead. No. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not gonna get off the hook that easy. <laughs> oh no. Oh here uh, it comes Ace Cult. Apparently, Zeus has got it in for me, but thank God I got my buddy Joey Caserta, the guy with the hat. He's going to come to my defense again. I got you, Ace. Don't worry. Yeah. No, no, no problem, Anton. Thank you. Um, so my problem is the Ace Kiss Divide. 
in the fandom. Oh yeah, good one. So good one. That is, you cannot like Ace and what he's all about, and still like current Kiss. It's one or the other. Tommy Thayer is fucking the devil's son. Yep. Or the devil himself. Yeah, exactly. But you can't. You can't like anything from Kiss in between the non-makeup era when Ace got left and after he left again from the reunion era. That is gone. Everything Ace puts out is the greatest thing of all time. And anything Kiss does now sucks. But anything that Kiss uh, does that's uh, great, Ace sucks. Why can't I like both? Okay. So who who talks more about each other? Ace talks more about Kiss. Way more. Ace cult people. No, no but, the, but Ace himself, though. Oh, yeah. He brings that because he needs him. He sounds like a fucking idiot. Yes. He tries to compare him, himself, in his career, his solo career, to Kiss. Yep. I was on nine checking out. You know, they only had a couple of views on their show, but mine got a lot more. And <laughs> That's karma. And I have over 2,000 comments on YouTube. Karma, dude, you're fucking, you don't have a passport because you're fucking all the IRS. Kiss did two sold out shows at Madison Square Garden. You're playing, you're you're, you're playing at the fucking VFW in downtown. The Star Wars fucking thing is working with them to create avatars so they can live on forever. You meanwhile, your liver gave out fucking 1986 and your girlfriend and your buddy John are carrying you through fucking schlepping through bowling drums of fucking the Midwest to make fucking 50 bucks. But my new album has seven different vinyl variants. (laughs) Oh, but kiss fucking people are stupid. Meanwhile, I did an over under how many different variants he's up to like eight on this new album. It's not even out yet. Oh, and he's got a new CD variant too. Oh my God. Yep. But, but anyways, I can laugh at that and whatever. Yeah. Steel, believe it or not. I know you guys don't believe it. I like Ace. I want him to put out good music. I want him to have a person that cares about him that doesn't schlep him around like a fucking old man. It's just, I can like him and say, fucking, yeah. You know what? Fraley's comment was awesome. I like that album, this. Oh, you know what? And I can still say, you know, I like Tommy in the band. He fucking kept Kiss going. He's fucking reliable. He does this and that. Why do I have to hate one and or oh, the and, other? And you know what else is nice to say? If I can, a little little modicum of seriousness here. Be like, hey, our friend Hall of Famer Joey Casada is on Ace's new album. I want to like that album. I want to root for Joey. I want I want that to be a good album. I don't. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's but, true. but you know no, what we're saying? You, you really yeah. are. You're right. I mean, listen, I mean, it's not us and it's not. But the majority of people, you're right. I don't know why you think you have to pick sides. There's no reason to pick sides. You don't have to only like Kiss or only like Ace or only like Kiss or only like Vinny. Where I, the reason why I like Ace is because I love Kiss. The reason why I like Vinny is because I love Kiss. So I, I, all I want is good product from all of them. That's all I care about. It's not about, and that's how everyone should be. You can't walk into any situation and say, this is this person or band. We hate it because we like the other thing. No, you can drink Coke and Pepsi, you morons. You don't have to pick. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink both of them. Yeah, I'll have you a Coke. We only have big. Pepsi. Oh, fuck you. Oh, I'm <laughs> not. Uh, like, honey, let's leave. We'll go down the street. Get a fucking, <laughs> we'll go to the other restaurant. They don't have Coke here. They only have Pepsi. No, you idiots. It's almost the same thing. Enjoy both for what it is. Yeah. Ace to me and to Tom is just the fucking fun character that keeps on giving. Okay. If yep. Ace was Peter, like we wouldn't have these things because it's not really, it, there's no humor in it. Ace is funny, but I don't want him to fucking fail. I want him to succeed, but he makes it hard. But what makes it harder, and it works on both sides, Kiss is a band that wants you to hate them for all the stupid shit they do, right? They, what was the phrase, Tom? The hardest, the band that makes it so hard to like them. What was the phrase? That again? was our buddy. That was our buddy Steve from Twitter. He said, never, never has a band tried so hard to make their fans not like them. Yep. And <laughs> yep. Ace is no different with this stupid comments. Even up in fucking Eddie's 40th fucking bash. At one point, Eddie was talking. He talked over to Ace about something. And then Ace has to throw. Yeah, I saw. I think that's Paul's avatar over there. Yeah. Trying to get everyone to giggle and laugh at Paul Stanley. Yep. I'll tell you this. Those guys would rather be fucking attributed to a KISS project than an Ace solo project. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And that's the shit. You don't have to pick sides. They don't need to make it fucking difficult. Like, you can't like Ace or you can't like Paul. It's stupid. You can like both. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, that wraps nice. up a small portion of our grievances this year. Small. So... That's Kiss Festivus. Yep. <laughs> and what it we gets, do it gets, seems like it gets longer every year, right? Am I wrong? It's true. This it's year true. was just this year, you have to admit, was just the weird. timing of the timing of this episode was perfect because it oh. came right on the it came right on the heels of New York City. So anyways, Tom, what we usually do next is we go to Kiss Question. Yes, we got a question of the week, and uh, Hall of Famer Joey Casada is going to be part of this one. This is coming from the aforementioned Steve from Twitter. He says, Gene and Paul should shoulder some of the blame for the direction and the sound that the band has been aiming for. What would you think about Kiss with Tommy and Eric re-recording the early albums with a modern sound as some other bands have done? Now, they did it on, I Kiss believe classics. it was Sonic Boom, the Kiss Classics. They did that. We've seen Dawkins do it. Taylor Swift did it. All these bands sometimes, you know, for licensing rights or whatever. <clears throat> Joey, what if they came out and did that? Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, they kind of didn't they kind of do this on that fucking yeah. Japanese release with Sonic Boom. Yes. And I think I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on some interviews. That was the worst debacle I've ever heard of. In my life. It was. I agree. Unlistenable, completely yep. lifeless, no soul, unlistenable. Now there are bands that have done it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention the only two acts that I've ever heard re-record their catalog and either do it equally as well or even better. And these are gonna be two funny, funny uh, bands. Go ahead. One, one is Striper. Striper okay. did a re-release of their early catalog of a greatest hits, and it sounds fucking incredible. The playing, the sonics, everything is enhanced. Okay. And the other one. Don't laugh, and I have tickets to see him in January. Is Richard Marx? Oh God, you and you and you. you the uh, there's the Marx cult. Incredible! What a great release okay. he did as well. But Kiss, they tried it. 
they couldn't capture whatever. I know whether you think Ace and Peter are not as good as players as Tommy is and, and Eric. They didn't have any kind of vibe on those. Listen to Hotter Than Hell yeah. on that re-release. It is. It sounds so sterile. You want to vomit. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think as as talented and 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 I will I will say supremely talented as Tommy and Eric are, and they are. I think when it comes to Kiss, they are automatons. There's no yeah. passion or heart or energy. They play the song and they and that's it. They get they move on to the next song. There's nothing to them when they play, and that comes out a little bit on stage too. But that's a separate thing. But Zeus, uh, you guys are too hard on them. What I've, I've listened to that album. It oh, sounds, I think it's, it's it sounds fine. Oh, I don't, it just I don't like it's it. not as good as the originals because we it's know the originals. Up. Right, right. That's fucking. That's just. It's just. You know. That's what we're used to. You know what how if, it is what, when what, a, a band gets a new singer. You you're used to the old singer. I'm not saying it's better than it. I'm not at all. No, no, no. Nobody's saying it, it should be. It's better. not bad. Right. Bad. I mean, what I, if they came, what if they came out and said, "Hey, we know you guys have been want have wanted harder than hell to be re-recorded for fifty years. Now we're gonna do it with Tommy and Eric." No, because the difference is we want a better version of what was originally. The more important part of that question, like, so you mean to tell me you guys are going in the studio and you're not gonna give us new shit? Exactly. You're gonna give us the same shit we've ever <laughs> had. Go Cause, fuck yourself. Because fuck them. That's why. And never I mind mean, that. And listen, the, the reason behind every, I think everyone knows this at this point, the reason behind the re records, you re record songs so you own the So masters. you can own them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. You don't own yeah. them. Yeah, Ozzy did that so he didn't have to pay. So yeah. Sharon, I just want to pay. That's <laughs> why Kiss did it. But if yep. you noticed, you know, bands do it, but when they don't do it well, like Kiss didn't do it well. Have you ever heard the re-release version of one of those songs in a soundtrack or a commercial? Never. Nobody's licensing that Wait version of rock. Didn't they do that for the cartoon? Scooby? Those aren't oh, the original you know versions. Oh, oh right. no, you're right. Those are rewrites. Those are right? rewrites. Those aren't the original they're, versions. But they're not from that. They're, they're, they're not from that. No, I think they may or may not. I don't know, but I know they're no, but not you're the right. Original. You're right, Zeus. Yeah, you're yes. Right. All right, so Joey, why don't you tell people where we can find you? So as always, on social media, at Joey Casada, um, across, across social media, Instagram, Facebook, my YouTube page has all clips of tons of fun stuff I've been doing, whether it's playing with Ace at uh, Kiss Cancer Goodbye, or I recreated the whole Alive 3 set with Bruce, Todd Kearns, and Joe McGinnis. It was an incredible, incredible event recreating that whole event is all those songs. The whole playlist is on my YouTube page. Nice. Obviously I'm sure you guys, a lot of, you know, out there, I, I recorded a lot of the drums on the new ACE freely record. I'm on more than half the record. Congrats. Check it out when it comes out. Um, it's, it's really, it's fantastic. Take it for what it is. It, I know everyone's comparing it. Thanks to again for helping me, Peter. <laughs> it's Caserta ACE Caserta. <laughs> no problem, Eric. Hello. 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 <laughs> Um, but check it out. Go in with an open mind. It's, it's, it's got a little bit of everything. It's, it's, it's not as muddy as some of the, the, and I, I'm a critic too. I didn't love the last two Ace albums. They're a little muddy for me. They're a little darker for me. They're a little monotone for me. This one has a little bit more pop sensibilities, a little bit more of a cross between, you know, the first Freely's Comet record and maybe the Trouble Walking record. Cool. But again, and also top five podcast. My podcast is back. Tom just listened to the new episode today. Great it, stuff. It did just drop. We are doing the top five movie endings 
of all time. Check it out. And Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park is uh, number one for Joey on that list of movie endings. I got to tell you, that is a good ending. But obviously, we know now <laughs> Devereaux lived because of the fucking avatars. He took over. <laughs> That's right. Tom, what about us? Yeah, go check us out on our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You can find all of our episodes, all of our links to our social media, uh, all of our links to our Patreon, our Amazon shopping, our Amazon merch. So check us out. You can also send us emails at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We read all of them. Uh, we try to get to some of them during the show. And, of course, that's where our questions of the week come from. So if you want to be part of the show, you can do that. Uh, and, of course, check us out on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Very active on all those. And we always like to mention that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. Zeus, I'm sorry. I just did want to add to the new ZO2 release has just been released yes! on Kibble Records. Awesome. Um, the band I've been, you know, we've been on a little hiatus because of the passing of our, our, our brother, David yep. Z. But yep. we are back. We got a new release. Begin again on Kibble Records. Check it out. Awesome. And you're doing uh, signed autograph copies and things, right? Yeah, the pre-orders were were sold out. We did signed copies with some cool giveaways. But this the CD is on sale now. Vinyl will be coming soon. And the digital release will be early next year. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. And you can always DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us one of those five-star child reviews. Don't forget to go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Still plenty of time to get yourself those awesome Shout It Out Loudcast merch. It's from Amazon, so you know it can be trusted. It'll be there in a couple days. Shout It Out Loudcast merch. Go to our website. You can get our uh, merch. It's awesome. Um, before we get to lyrics, since we have you here, one more time, we're going to uh, talk real quickly. Uh, don't forget, raise your glasses to be yes. coming soon. Yes. The book from the three of us about the 50 years of Kiss songs. Remember, we used to talk about the music <laughs> and uh, no avatars, no fucking costume fights, no fucking Ace versus Tommy, the music. It's going to be fantastic. We'll be releasing it um, early next year, first quarter of next year. The book is coming out incredibly well. The reviews that we're getting from you know celebrities and musicians and actors, comedians are off the charts of, of talking about what we and I love most about Kiss is the music. This, this, this book is going to be really a fantastic read. You're going to yeah. want to get it, guys. Yeah, and we're working on some amazing artwork inside and outside. It's going to be amazing for you guys. We're very excited, very proud. So stick around. Stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a discounted one if Joey signs an autographed copy for you. So make sure you take a look out for that. But before we leave, we always end with famous last words. Joey, do you have any? I got a little bit. Okay. You know, I got a call in the middle of the night. Heavy breathing. It never sounded quite so nice. She said, oh, yeah, I wish that I was there. I asked her who was calling, but she wasn't playing fair. Yuck. Love it. Love it. Yuck. Yuck. You got to do the Paul Stanley. I was knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, she can move you and improve you with her love and her devotion. She'll thrill you and she will chill you, but 
you're headed for commotion. Chilling. My leather fit tight around me. Whip is always beside me. You want the same thing every day. I'll teach you love a different way. All our listeners that we just probably shit on. <laughs> this army. Loudcasters. Joey Caserta. Tom. Uh, say, it again. Wait, no, no. say it again. Hall of Famer Joey Caserta. Thank you. Tom, thank you. Amazing voice. Thanks for having me. Festivus is the grandest time of the year. I'm sure this time next year we will have plenty more to shit on. So I look forward to it, but please stay tuned in history. We love Kiss. Please just do something worth loving. That's all we're asking. Always love this episode, especially with uh, newly minted Hall of Famer Joey Casada. Great time, as always. Amazing. Any listeners out there still that we have, we, we love you. Uh, Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hit the music. What I'd like now is for all you fat, out of shape, worldwide kiss cards to keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real sexy man looks like. Listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture, settle down. Cut the music. Anybody seen Richie? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo?